Hello, everybody. Uh, thank you for coming to uh, to listen to us live. We are Inspired Incompetence. Uh, we run a... I'm going to wait until the doors close. We are Inspired Incompetence. We have a... Uh, we run an actual play podcast uh, where we do Pathfinder First Edition. Uh, we have a... Uh, a completed campaign where we ran Skull and Shackles, a pirate-themed campaign. We are halfway through Tyrant's Grasp, a survival horror campaign, and we also have an intrigue campaign for uh, for our Patreon, uh, a Patreon exclusive campaign. Um, but today we are doing a, a live event for Generic Engineering University, <laughs> and we're going to get that started now. Just, just as soon as I open my notes. <clears throat> Picture an ocean. The absolute largest ocean you can. No, even bigger than that. An ocean so impossibly vast that no matter how fast... Uh, an ocean no... Sorry. An ocean so impossibly vast that it has no surface, and no matter how fast and far you dive, you'll never find the floor. This is the elemental plane of water. An entire universe, separate yet connected to the material plane where most Pathfinder adventures are held. As beautiful as it is boundless, the plane of water encompasses environments and ecosystems of every imaginable stripe. Rivers of fresh water flow between tidal currents. Salt-choked dead seas hang low in the lightless depths, and enormous air bubbles float endlessly in the push and pull of the waters. Landmarks drift through the plane, such as vast reefs, growing on continent-sized hunks of rock. Equally huge icebergs meander through the plain, and within these more strange within these and more strange landmasses, bustling cities are built by the plain's various native races. The plain of water houses pockets of extreme temperatures from boiling hot to below freezing. Other isolated areas contain not water at all, but lagoons of pure acid or Enormous whirling torrents of blood and chum. You get the picture? It's real frickin' big. And it couldn't figure out what water theme it wanted, so it chose all of them. We're going to focus on one single part of the endless ocean. Ambient light filters through the fabric of the plane, creating ample visibility. We can see for miles through the shifting tones of blue as the currents push and pull at each other. Schools of fish flit by our field of vision, and when they clear out, we can see a much larger fish, a strange-looking creature with three milky white eyes and four long, powerful tentacles growing from its flanks. As the fish grows closer, its immense size becomes more and more pronounced until it swims right past us, and we can see its bulk matching, maybe even exceeding, that of an elephant. This is no fish, but an aboleth, one of an ancient race of aquatic beings long known for their sinister cities built deep in the ocean, where they hold surface dwellers captive as slaves, food, and worse. By suspending sailors and fishermen in mucus clouds secreted from their own slimy skin, the aboliths grant their victims the ability to breathe water at the cost of being able to breathe air. We can see this mucus cloud in action as the aboleth swims past us, as it leaves a trail of slimy blue-green phlegm-like streaks that hang in the water before dispersing into the vast sea. But there's something else there, too. The Ableth wears a harness of some sort, allowing it to pull some kind of open carriage behind it. 
It's as if the Aboleth is acting as a steed pulling a group of passengers riding in a chariot. These passengers are our heroes, the PCs. But how did we get here? This is the continuing adventures of Captain Devoth and the crew of the Mascador. Well, that's, well, what's left of it anyway. An up-and-coming crew of pirates back on the material plane in the island nation of the Shackles, Devoth and his gang of misfits entered into a dangerous race called the Shackles Regatta that would skirt the borders of a legendary superstorm called the Eye of Abendago. In our Skull and Shackles campaign, the PCs finished this race and went on to bigger and better piratical shenanigans. But what if they hadn't? What we're playing for you today is part of an ongoing adventure, exploring a sort of what-if alternate timeline, where instead of nautical glory, the group met with disastrous failure. While inside the Eye of Abendago, the superstorm sunk the Mascador without mercy. But by sheer cosmic chance, they slipped into a planar vortex and found themselves stranded in the plane of water. They soon after met the Abolith named Fathom, whose own streak of misfortune had rendered him blind and in need of help, navigating out of the perilous gathering of shipwrecks known as Phantom's Ebb. Fathom supplied water breathing with his mucus cloud and swift and reliable transportation in exchange for the PCs piloting his blind movements out of mutually assured death. And their unlikely partnership has endured ever since, as the PCs search the endless ocean for a way back home. Now, why don't we start introducing our PCs? Who would like to go first? I'll go first. Um, hello, everyone. I am Matt, Matt C, Matt number one. There's a couple of us up here. Um, but I am playing Captain Devoth Song Cleaver. Um, he is, as I'm sure you could guess, the captain of the ship that went down, that got us in this situation. Um, he, as a character, uh, we're all ninth level. And as a character, he is a class called a Scald, which for those unfamiliar with first edition Pathfinder is kind of a, it's a hybrid class. It is a mixture of the Barbarian and the Bard. So very Viking focused. He, one of his main abilities is called inspired rage instead of an inspired courage of a bard. So I make everyone else angry and hit harder. Uh, I'll go next. I'm Tom, uh, and I play a human named Scram Anacra, uh, currently captain of the snot rocket. And watch it. <laughs> uh, and I am uh, mostly based in uh, uh, in mending things. Uh, kind of had an addiction with him, uh, and got a bunch of uh, lightning spells and other things. So, yeah, wizard. There you go. I'll go next. Uh, I'm Nick, and my character is Dave Jones. He's the he's Captain DeVos' first mate. And he's a kineticist, so basically think like a waterbender. He fights and defends with manipulation of water around him. Nick, you might have to explain what a waterbender is. From hey, anyone that doesn't know Avatar The Last Airbender yeah. can get out now. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. <laughs> That's, that is a safe assumption in this crowd. Oh, you, Matt. Oh. Uh, I am also Matt. Matt number two, or uh, as everyone calls me, Associate Talbot. Um, <clears throat> I am playing Wendell. Uh, he is a halfling, in this case played by Tom Hardy. Um, he was created pretty much just for this side action, as I wasn't really part of the original campaign. He's been in the crew the whole time. You just need to stretch your memory. 
Wink, wink. It's there the whole time. <laughs> okay. That's everybody, right? All right, awesome. Um, yeah, so on, on, you, uh, on you swim, on you ride, uh, it's truly a beautiful sight. The clear water of shifting shades of blue, the silhouettes of impossibly large land masses or other objects from equally massive distances away, functioning almost like constellations in the night sky as navigation tools, and the occasional yet inevitable passing of schools of fish and other strange aquatic creatures. After a while, though, even these ever-present sights start to seem rather humdrum. It's hard to know exactly how long you've been traveling. The plane of water has no day-night cycle, but it's definitely been days, if not weeks, since escaping Phantom's Ebb. There's no shortage of fish to eat, and Fathom's mucus cloud seems to have the added benefit of being able to stay hydrated just from being in the water. So survival hasn't really been an issue. It's just been the matter of finding something, anything, besides open ocean. In addition to these silhouettes of distant, for lack of a better term, celestial bodies, uh, another navigational tool you've been using are these three balls of light clustered together. Each one looks not unlike the sun as we know it, and while up close they may well be as large as a star, they don't seem to give off heat or cause your eyes any damage from staring. They do, however, seem to be much larger and farther away than the other almost shapeless silhouettes, while also being much easier to see, so they work very well as fixed objects you can use to keep a long-term heading. You finally spot something different. Near The near distance before you has grown darker. The distance off to your left and right, the distance above and below you. It's not like a tapering off of light like you might see in a normal ocean as you go deeper. It's like uh, in a few miles or so, there's just this horizontal plane of shade that extends in all directions. You guys give me perception checks. So it's like the dark side of the moon? Uh, Kind of. Hello, newcomers. Ooh. Starting off like Devoth always does with a 30. I got excited. I thought that was my 19. <laughs> Scram with a 16. Okay. I had a 15. <clears throat> Wendell got a solid 14. All right. So, Devoth, uh, you're the first to piece it together as you draw closer and can start to see tiny slivers of normal light reveal themselves for just moments before returning to the shaded light. And within the shade, you can start to see this slow, static movement bobbing from side to side and rippling up from the unseen depths. You realize you're drawing ever closer to a kelp forest, a ridiculously massive kelp forest, as you can't see the seabed the kelp is growing out of. You can't see the tops of the kelp, and the forest is too wide to see around. And you're still a couple miles away from it. So going around seems like an almost impossible task. It's like an iceberg. we got to go head on through it. Exactly. You'll sink otherwise. <laughs> Don't do the Titanic. Got it. <clears throat> All right. Well, Estevoth at that point would kind of rein in the Abolith, give him whatever signal we've got for him to, to wait for a moment. Yeah, he stops. And I will turn to what crew I have left and give them a rundown. Like, well, it looks like we've got the kelp forest up ahead. And judging by the size of it, I, we're not going around. So prepare yourselves. We don't know what we're going to find in there or what's going to find us. You know who else can give me a knowledge planes check? Don't have it. Yeah, I will not. Yep, Scram, that's on you. Scram, got a 25. Okay. Uh, Scram, you've heard of the Lion's Mouth Hold, 
an impossibly enormous kelp forest that stretches from the bottom of the plain to nearly the top. And if you've been paying attention, you know that that in itself is impossible. Uh, as the plain has no top or bottom, uh, it's, it's more of like a metaphysical top and bottom where like the plane of air sits on top of the plane of water that sits on top of the plane of earth. Each plane itself is infinite in size. Though you could never physically reach these borders, and yet they exist. It's screwy. Uh, uh, metaphysics are a bitch. Yep. <laughs> the kelp forest is a natural wonder, made all the more so by its eponymous inhabitant, the lion's mouth jellyfish, composed of billions of intelligent organs with a bell that floats near the plane of air and tendrils that reach through the entire kelp forest. So it must be like a galaxy-sized creature at the very least. Uh, Scram, you'd also know all of the lion's mouth jellyfish's organs are self-aware and capable of perception, which allows it to see and hear all activity that goes on within its domain. However, the jellyfish is extremely ignorant of the world around it, knowing almost nothing of the great beyond, other races, politics, civilizations, even philosophical and ethical concepts such as good and evil or law and chaos. Despite this, jellyfish is said to possess extremely potent psychic powers and calls out to potential teachers to come and educate it about the world beyond its home. You've heard of many creatures flocking to this place with hopes of furthering personal agendas with rewards uh, gifted by the jellyfish's powers. Okay. Uh, I relay the information. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, this is uh, the lion's mouth uh, kelp forest, and uh, from what little knowledge I have about it, there's a huge jellyfish somewhere in the middle of this thing that uh, potentially seeks knowledge and knows where everything is inside this uh, kelp forest. Oh, well, the big jellyfish. That's nothing we haven't come across before. We'll just cut that down and keep moving. Um, this one's a little bit different. <laughs> uh, it's about the size of uh, near infinity. Oh, well, that would have been pertinent information. But uh, I don't know... Uh, uh, I don't know languages, I don't know anything else, but uh, from what I recall, it can either be peaceful or it could be uh, malevolent. Great. Well, any objections? Do we really have any other choice? No, this is the adventure I wrote. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, All right, then. In we go. Yeah! Fathom does not take kindly to being hyad. Well, that's too bad. Man, this is just not easy for me to do. All right. Need to do more yoga. I know. <laughs> All right, so you guys uh, are traveling through this enormous kelp forest. Uh, you you look down and you just see these uh, uh, kelp fronds just extending into infinity, into like the murky depths. You look up, you see the exact opposite, uh, the exact same thing, just going the other direction. Uh, so it's... It's not unlike moving through like just a enormous like forest like you're used to. Like visibility is at times okay. At other times you like you can't really see much past uh the the foliage that you've uh that you're going through. But uh everybody who wants to can give me a perception check. Do I have an idea of how like wide or like I know this thing 
is tall, but uh, like, is the width equally as big? Probably. I mean, the, the kelp forest is so wide that you couldn't see around it, and you were a couple miles away from it. And you know that the jellyfish occupies roughly the entire kelp forest. Wonderful. All right, so Devoth got a 29. Okay. Dave got a 13. Uh, Scram got a 12. Wendell got a 17. I need these dice rolls to keep going once we get into combat. I'd like mine to do the opposite. <laughs> well, keep rubbing that power dice. It'll go. All right. <clears throat> so, Captain Devoth and Wendell, uh, you've rolled high enough to notice some movement in the kelp fronds around you. Uh, and you will be part of the surprise round as an enormous creature uh, comes swimming out of its hiding place. Is and it a jellyfish? Charges. It is not a jellyfish. Uh, it comes directly at Fathom. Uh, surging through the water, this massive lizard is shaped like a giant fish with a powerful tooth, toothed maw. Uh, so everybody give me initiative. Always a bigger fish. <laughs> yeah, that looks much better. Okay, we're twitchy. Well, I would be twitchy if I was in a kelp forest. That's a good point. I don't know. Ever since I watched Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire, like, kelp forests to me are terrifying. I mean, I imagine they're probably kind of terrifying in, without having seen that. Has anyone ever tried kelp? I, it's not bad. Yeah, it's not terrible. It's kind of got, like, a little bitterness to it. Yeah, it tastes like chicken. Yeah, I no. heard it's like a... Well, I heard it's like an umami flavor. Like, it's almost like... Like There's similarities. Hmm. We used to do a kelp salad at the restaurant. It's, sorry, I'm just getting... This is the one thing I didn't prepare. Caught you with your pants down. My pants are up, just my flies down. Does does seaweed taste like kelp? Uh, uh, no, they're different. Seaweed's more mild. <laughs> it's less spicy? Well, mild like in the sense intense. that it's not like a very oh, distinct it. flavor or bold flavor. <laughs> Barbecue-styled kelp. Nick is our resident trained chef, so any culinary questions, we just ask him. All right. I don't have anything for a slideshow for this thing, but for the audience, here's what is swimming at you uh, compared to the size of a shark. Okay. Lovely. Uh, anybody who wants to give me a knowledge and nature check on this thing? I will not. Oh, I can do that one. <laughs> I also will not. Uh, how's a 10 suit you? Uh, it's some kind of animal. I meant that was in a... Uh, you can't assist on the knowledge, but... No. Uh, got an 18 there. Okay. off. I don't have nature. Oh, okay. All right, Scram. Uh, you've identified this as a Tylosaurus. Uh, it is a, a huge-sized... Or, excuse me, it's gargantuan-sized uh, marine predator. Um, and you can ask me one question about it. All right. Um, let's go with, uh, does it have any immunities? For the audience here, whenever we encounter any kind of monster or creature, we roll knowledge about it to identify it and get some kind of information about the creature's stat block. So we'll ask Alex, like a generality, like, what kind of defenses does it has, or more specifically, what kind of DR or energy immunities, or you know, give us a fun offensive ability or defensive ability. Just some little tidbit of information that we have going into the fight. And it's usually like every five, 
Uh, yeah, but every five you beat the knowledge DC, you get an extra question. Yeah. Does it like pina coladas? <laughs> what about King Kong? Has this slideshow been going? Or has it just been this one picture this it's whole time? It's been this one picture the entire time. Son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> it's because it's behind me. It's my greatest weakness. Where's the mouse? There it is. Getting a flanking bone. <laughs> every five seconds? Yeah, there we go. <clears throat> All right. I don't think you got it right. <laughs> when you pick the five seconds, then you have to click on the play that's at the top of that. Play that's on top of where? Hit the hamburger. On the play. Yeah. See at the uh, top? There's a play. We're cooking now. I think now you're getting an idea why we named ourselves Inspired Incompetence. That's the thing that's dragging us. <laughs> yes. I think I'm just going to. Oh my god. <laughs> you didn't click on loop. Why couldn't you just let me be happy? Oh, <laughs> uh, setting up the dice pad. Yep. Yeah, because I didn't create a trillion different roll twenty algorithms because I have different NPCs, so I'm not going to. It's easy to just type slash R D twenty plus eight or whatever the thing is. You could just don't, click the button to roll a D twenty. Don't tell me what's easy, Matt. Even Google will roll a D twenty for you. Yep. <laughs> we'll figure out the slideshow later. Alright, Devoth, what'd you get for initiative? Twenty four. What's your modifier? Plus four. Okay. Wendell. I got a twenty. Davy Jones. Twenty-one. God damn. Scram. Twenty-two. Like I said, we're twitchy. Sure are. Uh all right, Devoth, you are up first. Uh so this enormous uh dinosaur of a shark has come swimming out of the depths, and it looks like it's just going right for fathom. Like you guys might not even be a target to it. We're too small to register as a snack. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Um well, surprise round, I get either a move action or standard. So DeVos going to take a standard action to cast mirror image on himself. And yeah, that's it. All right. Uh, Real quick, that's... Um, would you guys mind uh, putting down your... Oh. Names? Yeah, just so that We're way we can it. keep up with it. All right, next up is the Tylosaurus. Yep. And DeVos has five mirrors from that mirror image. Okay. And it's going to do a surprise round, so it does a half charge onto Fathom. And that's going to hit. It sinks its jaws into Fathom's flanks, dealing 30 points of damage. Ooh. Well, that's worrying. And then he will grab Fathom with his jaws. Now, does he actually move forward on the map, or does he have 15 foot long teeth? I mean, the thing's got a huge reach, too. But yes, he does swim forward. Uh, actually, it's funny because of its reach. Hold on, it's gonna pull Fathom and yeah. us. It <laughs> it looks weird on the map, but it te it can technically close that gap with its reach. So that means that when it grabs Fathom, it pulls Fathom towards it, and then you guys in your cherry get yanked to in that side. direction too. Jeez. <laughs> um. 
All right, the other surprise rounder was Wendell. Uh, it's a standard action. Standard or move. Uh, I'm going to cast Prayer. All right. Give so. everyone a plus one luck bonus on attack rolls, weapon damage rolls, saves, and skill checks. And each of the foes take a minus one penalty on such rolls. All right. That's pretty big. All right, that's going to start initi- uh, the combat proper, and first initiative is Devoth. Okay. So Devoth's going to standard act or start with a move action to start Inspired Rage. So that is going to give everyone that wills it, everyone that wants it, a plus eight bonus to their strength, a plus four bonus to their constitution, uh, minus one to AC, and a little bonus on will saves. And then for a standard action, he's going to cast Displacement on himself to get a 50% mischance, 50% concealment, and I'm going to yell at Scram, like, Scram, get me the hell over there! He knows what to do. I do know what to do. I'm excited. Yep. All right, uh, it's this Tylosaurus' turn again, and he's going to chomp down on Fathom again. You realize that if Fathom dies, we die. Well, you'll have about three hours before your water breathing turns oh. off. But, oh, okay. So you'll have a little bit of time to figure things out. <laughs> you can get to the edge of infinity in three hours, probably. Hmm. Uh, that's going to hit for 28 points of damage. And Fathom... Uh, remains grappled. You don't say. Okay. Now, does it keep skipping when I do that? It does, because, like, it's... Okay. Yeah, it's just a little uh, All right, up next is Wendell. No, hold on. That was surprising. Yep. Okay, up next is Scram. Uh, Scram uh, immediately hucks uh, Devoth into this using telekinetic charge. And uh, since Devoth has freedom of movement in water... Why don't you describe telekinetic charge for yep. the people at home? Telekinetic charge uh, allows me to um, huck a person uh, into another, uh, into an enemy, allowing them to get a free uh, attack of opportunity. Yeah. It's a fourth level spell. Basically, he can pick somebody... Say you there, and the person just flies over there like they like they're getting a charge attack on wherever Scram decides to send them. All right, all right, Devoth, you are hucked. So Devoth, with his does that movement provoke? It does, but he's grappled. He is technically grappled. Okay, so that is an attack with my great axe. Uh, I'm going to reckless abandon and power attack this. Uh, Reckless Abandon is a rage power that I give people that they can use. I can add plus three to your attack rolls at the cost of three AC. Damn it. That's a 24 to hit. 24 hits. Wow. Okay. It is gargantuan. Yeah. I don't think this is. You couldn't hit the broad side of a Tylosaurus. (laughs) So that is 29 damage to the Tylosaurus and one damage back to me. All right. Uh, reference: I have my great axe is has the vicious quality on it, so that means every time I hit an enemy with it, I deal an extra two d six damage to them, and then one d six damage back to myself. All right, cool. Up next is Dave. Um, fighting in water. So, like, if my blast goes thirty feet, it's cut to fifteen. Uh, with the it's a ranged attack. Yeah. 
Okay, I'm going to accept one point of burn to do um, the extended range on my blast. Mm -hmm. And I think I'm just going to shoot a regular water blast at him. All right. We'll test the waters a little bit. Um, Don't you have the infusion specialization? Yeah. So you don't take those first two points of burn from infusions? Yeah, I didn't actually tally it. Oh. Um, So that's going to be a 20 to hit? 20 will miss. I can't hit the broadside of this thing. (laughs) Um, Is that including a plus one to the, uh, or the luck? That wasn't. So it would actually be a 21. 21 will still miss. Okay. And then I will take my move action to move up a little bit further down, like, the deck of the boat. All right. This def- it is not a boat. Uh, this is a, like, chariot. picture, like, a chariot from the movie Gladiator. Like, there's enough room to, like, sit and ride in this thing, but it's otherwise, like, basically, like, a bucket that you guys are riding in. Uh, do you have a swim speed, though? I do have a swim speed. All right. Then you should have, you have no problem, like, just kind of leaving the the chariot and just kind of going wherever you need to. Okay. All right, uh, that brings us to Wendell, um, <laughs> the slowest of us all with an initiative of twenty. Yeah, um, can I make it to Devoth in a move action? Do you have a swim speed? No. Uh, the, yes, you can. Uh, give me a swim check first. Okay. Ooh, what a fantastic pirately swim with <laughs> an eleven, natural one. Okay. Uh, you're still able to move, but you're you're definitely uh, off balance. Uh, can't quite get your feet under yourself. I will just take whatever is left of my turn to get up next to Devoth. Right, you can get next to Devoth as a move action, though. Oh, but you can okay. still do that. Um, then I will also, as my standard action, then um, use um, my luck lesser blessing. Oh, missed it here. Uh, lucky presence. Uh, so Devoth can call upon that luck to roll any one ability check, attack roll, saving throw, or skill check twice and take the better result within one minute. Ooh, I appreciate that. Spicy. Sounds good. Like kelp. Uh, now it is back to Devoth. (sighs) All right. Well, I'm up close and personal with this guy, so let's just keep hacking away. Chop, chop with the great axe. Well shut. What? Looks like you got a natural one on that. On the, oh, there it is. Yeah. On both of them? Are you kidding me? <laughs> well, good thing you got to re-roll for that fumble. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to use that luck to re-roll that first one because that's garbage. Good call. Yeah, 23 to hit. Wow, you re-rolled with a 3. Um, uh, isn't it a 24 because of the plus 1 from Matt's? Yeah, it's actually a plus 2, but I'm already factoring that in. Oh, are you? Okay. Yeah. I toggled on my buffs. 23 is not hit. Fuck it, Gallant Inspiration. <laughs> I <laughs> will have not more things that. I can do. <laughs> Gallant Inspiration is a second level spell that I can use as an immediate action um, when a check is announced as a failure, and I can just add 2d4 to the result, which adds 5 to it. So that's a 28 to hit. That will hit. So that's 37 damage from the axe. All right. And then I take 3 damage as the energy bites back into me. All right. And then the second attack was another natural one. Well, confirm. Yeah. That's a 16. That's going to confirm. Uh, so at our table, we have 
crit cards and fumble cards. Uh, in Pathfinder First Edition, when you get a natural 20, or if your attack rolls within the crit threat range of a weapon with a, a larger uh, threat range, uh, you roll again, and if you uh, if you hit on the second roll, it's a confirmed crit. Uh, we then added to that rule, we have a list of crit cards that can be drawn for an extra effect. Uh, but then we triple down on that and we have fumble cards. If you get a natural one, you have to roll again to confirm the fumble. Same rules apply. If the second roll is also a miss, it's confirmed. And then you get a fumble card. Which gives a lot of normally funny things. And this one's a matter of perspective. So Devoth got a case of the Butterfingers. And drops his axe. Oh, this is the worst place ever to drop your weapon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just sinks to infinity. <laughs> yeah, what happens? Because, so here's another fun thing. Is there thing. an up or down? Like the, plane is... of, the plane of water has subjective gravity. So you think for but a moment of what direction you want down to be relative to yourself. And the plane will make that down for you specifically. Um so I have no idea what happens to dropped objects in subjective gravity. It's not like he had a special weapon with a name and everything. <laughs> I have two special weapons with names, actually. <laughs> this is the dumbest thing to happen. We we're just starting. Just picture it just floating away down the kelp field. Yeah, and it's a heavy metal axe, so it's... yeah. Uh, I think let's for the for the sake of not bringing things to a screeching halt, let's just say that it floats suspended in the water uh, in an adjacent square to you. So it'll still take a standard action for you to pick it back up. Standard uh, action. Yeah, but it is otherwise uh, it is not going to just float away into oblivion. Okay. The only other thing that occurred to me was maybe like buried it in him with the first attack and lost my grip trying to bring it back for a second swing. <laughs> yeah, I like that. Let's do it that way. All right. Because, yeah, it's to say Butterfingers, so you, when you pulled away after your second hit, the axe didn't come with you. Okay, up next is the Tylosaurus, who doesn't appreciate having an axe uh, sticking out of him, so he's going to turn and uh, try to take a bite out of Devoth. That'll be a 23 to hit. Oh, that hits. Okay. Roll for mirrors and displacement. Okay. Uh, let me do displacement first. Yeah. Highs or lows? Highs. 75. All right. Devoth is missed. I do miss Devoth. <laughs> All right. Next up is Scram. Uh, Scram. All right. Uh, I'm going to go offense and uh, let's do lightning bolt. You're gonna shoot a lightning bolt through your uh, through your allies. Well, just two of them. <laughs> two of them. Well, isn't this thing like tall too? Yeah, I feel like shoot it above our heads at the thing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I feel like sure. There's room here. Okay. Uh, so I owe you a reflex save. That's a twenty-six. Uh, yeah, that makes it. It was a nimble dinosaur. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So half damage. Yeah. Of Ninety-six. That's going to be 14 damage with okay. the half. All right. The Tylosaurus uh, releases a bubbly roar as it is electrocuted by Scram's lightning bolt. And then it is uh, Davy Jones' turn. 
All right. Well, after testing the waters and realizing it's a real hot situation, I'm going to spend a move action to gather power, and then I'm going to hit it with my ice blast. Right. And I take one burn from that because gathering power negated one burn. Right. Uh, the Tylosaurus is no longer grappled, and you are 15 feet away from it. I took the extended. It means it's going to provoke. It's going to provoke. Can I take a five-foot step? Because I have a swim speed back. Yeah. And then do that so I'm not getting chomped on? Yep. Okay, let's see here. And the ice blast is your composite blast, right? Yes. Uh, I have overflow one. Yep. And no whammies. Ow. 20 again. 20's going to miss. He's lucky. Uh, Wendell. Is there any penalties for me trying to fight this thing in the water? Uh... Attack, if unless you have freedom of movement, attack no. rolls, take a minus two penalty, and slashing and bludgeoning damage is halved. Okay, then rather than do a negligible amount of anything, I'm just going to aid another okay. on Devoth. Give him a plus four to his next attack. All right, give me an attack roll. Now, does this get the penalty? No. No? Nah. You're so generous. Thank you. He's not. I was going to say, where's our normal DM? <laughs> it's because I'm not usually here. He's just being nice to me. Hey, he's only nice once a month. Yeah, I'm your step GM. You're my dub step GM. <laughs> uh, 30. All right, that'll assist. And that brings us back to Devoth. Okay. Um, well, I guess I got to take a standard action to get my axe back. Yep. So I do that. But Anything with your move action? Uh... Don't really have anything to do with it. So, no. All right. Give me that back, you son of a bitch. All right. Uh, he didn't like that either. He's going to try to bite you again. No pleasing this guy. I mean, Devoth is the only threat at the moment. Yep. <laughs> 24 to hit. Oh, that hits. All right. How's those? Highs again. Always highs. I'm hoping for numbers. I'm hoping for high numbers. It's always highs. Okay, roll 20, just crash for me. There you go. 96. Devoth is missed right. again. And Scram. Uh, Scram's going to throw out another uh, lightning bolt. All right. Oh, you might have my number this time, Scram. 13. 13 does not make it. 96 to the face. Uh, 29 damage. Okay. You know what I find weird about this? is that lightning does absolutely nothing in the water. It's because water doesn't actually conduct electricity that well. Yeah, it's all this, right. It's all like right. particulates in the water that yeah, conduct okay, it. Yeah, okay, but we're in a kelp field, so I'm going to say particulates. Yeah, well, plants conduct water even worse than water, or conduct electricity <laughs> worse than water does. I'm going to say that there's salt. Okay. Uh, Dave. Wow, we're back to me already? Yeah. Okay. Um, let's... Not that I think I'll be able to actually do this but let's do a pushing infusion i'm gonna gather power to mitigate a burn okay i'm gonna do pushing infusion and this time i'm gonna do my coal blast which targets touch ac for All right less damage but probably hit him 21 actually 22 with the prayer buff 21 will hit its touch ac beautiful so it takes 17 damage, and then I had the pushing infusion on it, which is a CMB check where I use my 
constitution modifier in place of my strength modifier. Okay. So it's just what, a d20 plus constitution? Plus your base attack bonus. Which is six. So d20 plus 12. How about a 25 to push this gigantic prehistoric monster away? They're about 20 points off. Uh, All right. You know. But, uh... (laughs) But that, nonetheless, was enough damage to uh, finish the Tylosaur. Oh, well, then easily I could push his carcass. <laughs> <laughs> you would think. All right, so this creature uh, takes one last uh, groaning roar of pain before it uh, just kind of rolls to the side, belly up, subjectively speaking. Yeah, which way does it sink or float? <laughs> I guess for now it just kind of drifts. Do I get to think about which way I won for since I killed it? No. Um, all right, and in the in the aftermath of this uh, combat, Fathom's big ablet that's been towing you guys, uh, he's kind of like like trying to shake off the the two massive bites he took, and you hear in your heads his uh, telepathic voice, and he says, "You realize that if I die, you perish as well." Yeah, that's why we killed the thing before it could kill you. Cutting it kind of close. All right, well, who's going to patch him up? Not me. I, I got nothing to patch up in with. Yes, you do. Oh, I guess I could, but <laughs> the actual healer should probably do it. All right, then. I will use spontaneous casting. Just pick any spell, right? The appropriate spell level. Just give him a cure light. He's just kind of being a bitch about it, like... <laughs> best i can do <laughs> we do um, kind of need him though yeah like he's not wrong he was being a dick about it but he's not wrong uh, what is the i also feel like we've been spending like what the last few weeks together i feel like we've gotten to know each other yeah you could maybe use like a, a not so big heal and then i could give him my water blast heal uh is it cure moderate at level two yeah mm-hmm. all right and that's 2d8 plus 9 Ooh. <laughs> Enjoy that see, 12 see hit more. points. <laughs> God. All right. How's he looking? He, I could give him a, the kinetic healing. Considering I think he took like 40 points of damage. All right, let me... let me. It's just the, the damage from the water blast, right? Is yeah. Converted yeah. to healing. All right. He can take 28... He is healed for 28, but he also takes 9... Uh, non-lethal damage because he's got to take the burn. Well, he yeah. takes one non-lethal damage equal to his hit dice. Yeah. Oh, well, so. yeah, whatever his hit dice is then. Yep. All right. Uh, he's still got, um, he's still got like a visible, like visible scars, scarring left from, uh, from those bites, but, uh, That's he, right. he doesn't look like he's, um, a, like, sh- almost bitten in half anymore. I use a a fervor heal him for another 3d6. Alright. For another 11. (laughs) It's worse. I should (laughs) should have stuck with that. Alright. Alright, cool. Uh, Oh yeah, the Tylosaurus is dealt with and uh, and on you go. Uh, Welcome to the Kelp Forest. Uh, Though it's a bit darker inside the Kelp Forest, it doesn't impact your ability to see or navigate and it takes you uh, the better part of a day before you finally see it. A deep red tendril, as wide around as a full-sized sequoia tree, reaching down into the infinite depths 
no end in sight in either direction. Based on the scale of this kelp forest and the size of the lion's mouth jellyfish, you can assume that there's billions of these enormous tendrils spaced out in this place. This is just the first one that you've come across. Uh, as you draw closer, the tendril seems to bend out in your direction, as if observing your approach. Play cool, guys. You hear a voice in your heads. Greetings, and welcome to my abode. I am the lion's mouth jellyfish. What business have you in my forest of kelp? Oh, we're just passing through. No need to concern yourself with us. Really? There's nothing that, uh... Nothing that you might be able to teach a, an impressionable jellyfish who could bestow a great boon unto you? Is there nothing that you want? I don't know. I mean, I could teach you to get angry, but, uh, Scram, what do you got? Um, you know shit. Yeah. Uh, I start telling him about the, uh, uh, uh the, our planar world. The material plane. Yeah, the material plane. Um, all right, so Scramps dives into a lecture, yep. and the jellyfish says, hold, hold, hold on, hold on. Now, that's not the way this works. Oh. I, I, have, I have several groups of teachers waiting in the wings. Uh, you'll need to, you'll need to uh, go convene with them before I, I, hold, uh, I hold open session. Can I roll sense motive on that? Sure. Yeah. 17. This dude doesn't have a single teacher in the wings. <laughs> 26. All right. No one's really detecting any falsehoods from this thing. Uh, Fathom, uh, he kind of, uh, he's been like just idling uh, in front of you guys. And he stirs and he says, could your powers restore lost sight? Jellyfish says, oh, yes, I'm sure I could handle that. No problem. Crap. <laughs> Jellyfish says, or the uh, Fathom says, well, I, I would be happy to, uh, to be part of this open lecture. Could, uh, could you potentially give us water breathing abilities? Oh, sure. I, I see no, I see no reason I couldn't do that. Could you return us to the material plane? Oh, yeah, probably. Oh. This sounds <laughs> oh, way too good. too small, Scrim. Far better. <laughs> Oh, I'm going to give this dude some knowledge. Better. We're all depending on it. Yes, well, uh, so yes, they're, they're around. Several groups, uh, they arrived shortly before you. Uh, they didn't seem too keen on remaining in each other's presence for very long, and they're currently waiting in the kelp around around for uh, uh, me to call them forward. Perhaps you can buy some time and go introduce yourselves. How long have they been waiting for your call? Oh, right. Time. Uh, I, I suppose quite a few hours at this point. Um, I was honestly expecting him to say years. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Decades. <laughs> Only two years. Oh shit, they starved. Uh, but yes, uh, when, when, once I call you all forward, uh, I'll be, I'll be more than happy to, to grant a boon to, uh, to whoever, uh, outperforms the other. And when will you be calling all for all of us? Oh, I don't know. I suppose when I'm feeling, when I'm feeling up to it, learning, learning infinity is quite taxing, you see. Captain, what do you think? Oh, I suppose there are worse things we could do than scope out the competition, and hey, if this gets us home, it gets us home faster than anything we had thought of. 
And you said you were from the material plane. That's fascinating. I, I've had very few teachers from the material plane. I've received lessons from natives of, of this plane, but many, many from here. Uh, others from Nirvana, the Maelstrom, Abaddon. Very few come from the material plane. Oh, please, if you don't mind, just a taste. And the, the tendril kind of reaches out in this like big bend and it, uh, kind of, uh, just passes over all of you in like this big, like kind of slippery, uh, membrane. And you, you get like flashes, uh, through this, uh, psychic connection as it, uh, accesses your memories. Uh, and, and you can kind of see them as it's, as it's seeing them. Uh, and most of these are memories, but it looks like some of them, like, aren't, and, like, they're just kind of through this, like, window that it has opened, uh, in your minds back to the material plane. Can we flip the script uh, on it and try and access its memories while the connection is made? It, it happens so fast. Like, okay. by the time it's over, it's like you're kind of collecting yourselves, uh, to, to know all of this. Um, but yeah, through the psychic forces, uh, bridging your mind ever so cosmically uh, with the shackles on the material plane, uh, you see and learn the following. Uh, you see a familiar flag painted to look like a mask, the flag of your sunken ship, the Mascador. The flag is torn apart, replaced by another flag depicting a whale being devoured by worms. You remember the flag of the Wormwood, captained by your former rival and captor, Barnabas Harrigan. The flag sits high on its mast as the Wormwood sails across the finish line of the Shackles Regatta, the race that claimed your ship and doomed you and your crew to the plane of water. Barnabas Harrigan was crowned its victor and awarded his own island, as well as inducted into the ranks of the Shackles Pirate Lords. And the tendril finishes its sweeping motion over you, and it says, Wow, that's amazing. The material plane. Is it true that you perish in a mere century over there? Most of us. Speak for yourself. I can go <laughs> a few centuries. Luckily, we don't have any elves. They're getting sufferable. <laughs> the worst. <laughs> well, if you intend to dazzle me with an entertaining lecture, I invite you to idle about for, oh, let's say another hour or two before I'm ready. Uh, in the meantime, do as you will. Very well. Let's, uh... I suppose, yeah. Like I said, let's go meet our competition. By meet, do we mean kill? I was thinking that, too. (laughs) If we knock off the competition, obviously we're going to win. Yeah, we win by default. (laughs) Depends on how powerful these other beings (laughs) are. Because they're not going to be like, ain't going to be no simple dinosaurs. He was talking about friggin' Nirvana and Abaddon. We're talking daemons and angels. and Yeah, no problem for you guys. Yeah. Okay, uh, so you, you swim off a little ways into the kelp, and, uh, you're kind of like looking this way and that, and that's when you see, uh, uh, several brightly colored scales, uh, scaled tails, uh, as a small group of merfolk, uh, swim over to you. Um, hi. Uh, there's clearly one merfolk, uh, in charge, uh, wielding a, uh, a, a long spear of uh, coral and uh, other aquatic uh, accoutrements, uh, and he uh, he takes the front of the group as they approach, and he says, "Hello, 
I am Amaro Seasinger, Royal Navy's second Montipora of Her Majestic and Benevolent Queen of Tides, Deep Tea of the First. And these are my coral knights. Can I roll knowledge on that? Sure. What is it? Uh, well, on what, specifically? Like, what knowledge? Uh, like, uh, the Queen of the Tides. Sure. Um, give me a... You can give me a knowledge... Hmm. See, this is my problem with doing Adventures in the Plains, because... <laughs> everything could be Plains. Everything is Knowledge Plains, but, like, if this was the Material Plane, it'd be, like, a Knowledge Geography check or a Knowledge Nobility check. Um, you mean uh, Knowledge Plains or Knowledge Nobility? Give you Knowledge Plains. Yeah, I bet you will. <laughs> 21. Right. Um, you, you've never heard of uh, Deep Tea of the First... Uh, you're really not sure, uh, like, who, like, who, who this guy is, where he came from. Uh, sounds official though. And what was this guy's name? Uh, Amaro Seasinger. Amaro? Yes. Greetings, Amaro. I am Captain Devoth Songcleaver, free captain of the Shackles Armada, and, well, I guess here, I don't really represent anyone else. He bows his head, and he says, uh, I'm sorry, you say the Shackles... Armada. Shackles Armada, okay. Uh, left out the word pirates. Yes. Okay. He bows his head and he says, Shackles, Ar Shackles Armada, he's going to make a knowledge geography check. He says, I'm, I'm not familiar with the Shackles Armada. Uh, he looks you all over and he says, Should I assume that you hail from the material plane? You might. Oh, very well. Well, uh, I suppose I shall also assume that you are here to uh, give a lecture to the lion's mouth. You might assume that, too. Oh, very well. Uh, well, uh, I'm glad to see that there are uh, other civilized folk here uh, seeking out, uh, seeking out uh, privilege with the lion's mouth besides... Uh, the savages that came uh, shortly after we did. Well, what kind of savages are we talking? A small group of Sahuagin. Dirty oh, Sahuagin. Uh, followed us here, uh, chattering all sorts of nonsense about uh, conquest, dominion over aquatic beasts and folk alike. Uh, perhaps we can uh, come to some sort of uh, agreement with each other in case one of us gets our uh, gets our knowledge requested. He tilts his head at you, Scram, and he says, I'm not sure I follow you. Well, I mean, does are you not seeking more power? Well, we wouldn't be here if we weren't. So maybe there's a way for both of us to come out of this victorious if one or the other wins. We'll split the boom 50-50 with them. I suppose that is possible. I don't know the the full scope or intentions of the lion's mouth. Few do. But if you are uh, suggesting an alliance, at the very least, against these Sahuagin, then, well, I will never turn down an enemy of such beasts. Oh, we're no friend of them ourselves. And Devoth pulls the, the trident off of his back. I took this out of a den of Sahuagin only a few months back. He, he gives the, the trident a, a praising uh, glance, and then he, he gives you a nod of respect, and he says, 
uh, he says, excellent, excellent, uh, good. I'm, I'm glad to have, uh, glad to have you here, Captain Devoth. So where are these two again? I'd like to go introduce myself if you catch my meaning. Hmm. He kind of holds up the trident meaningfully. Uh, he, he flashes a grin and he says, uh, I'm not sure how much, uh, combat is frowned upon with, with this creature. Uh, I will admit I haven't tested the waters in that, in that regard, but, uh, I, I will tell you that, uh, we last saw these Sahuagan, uh, chittering, uh, their, their toothy mouths, uh, about, uh, a thousand yards or so around, around that direction. He just points into the kelp. Very well. At the very least, we can go scope out their competition, such that it is among such creatures. Indeed. All right, so you guys, uh, you direct Fathom. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> the, the merfolk, uh, as kind of like a, a, an afterthought, he says, a pardon, but I, I couldn't help but notice uh, that you've allied yourselves with an abolith. Oh, <laughs> ally is a... Strong term there, but yes. Turns out we needed help breathing water, and he needed help finding his way out of here, so as long as we need each other, this agreement of convenience holds. Uh, okay. Uh, um, uh, Amaro kind of glowers at, at Fathom as you're saying this, and he shakes his head. He says, well, I suppose I'm fortunate to never need to make such a bargain myself. Not married are yet, bud. <laughs> I'm not I'm not cursed with uh land dwelling lungs such as such as you have. Indeed. Normally they serve us very well, but <laughs> here not so much. On the material plane, no doubt. Indeed. Very well. Uh just uh keep your pet fish away from us and uh found kind of, uh, like, jerks in their direction. They kind of, like, flinch back, but... That's them. very uh, pot-calling-the-kettle-black, huh? <laughs> but Fathom knows better than to uh, actually like, start a fight here. I give Fathom reassuring pets. It's all right, mate. He purrs. <laughs> he does look like a catfish. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so you guys, uh, you, you direct Fathom over to where you were directed the Sahuagin are. And uh, much like the merfolk, you see them all just kind of clustered around. Uh, Are we out of earshot of the merfolk? Yeah. Captain, you think we should make the same deal with the Swahagan and <laughs> pit the merfolk and them against each other? Uh, as much as I don't really care what happens to the merfolk, I... <laughs> you know, we've dealt with Swahagan in the past, and they're treacherous little beasts. I wouldn't trust them with any sort of deal, honestly. That's what I'm saying. We should get them before they get us. Yes. Well, let's at least go see what they've what they've brought. Maybe we could deal with them before things get hairy. All right. So yeah, you see the uh, Sahuagin, uh six of them in total. Uh, the Merfolk. There was uh, there was a Marrow, and then there was uh, he was flanked by four Coral Knights. Uh, oh. There are six Sahuagin, and uh, and they turn to you, and you can they like they're giving you these like hungry, toothy grins as you approach. Uh, and they, they see Fathom, and they, they kind of, uh, they're kind of eyeing him 
like less hungrily and more like almost reverently. And when when you properly approach, uh, they don't address you. They actually start speaking to Fathom. Uh, does anybody speak Apolis? <laughs> nope. No. But I can't imagine Devoth is going to take that too kindly. So they, yeah, they start speaking directly to Fathom uh, in a language that you don't understand. Uh, and like they're, they keep like glancing at you guys and like talking back to, to Fathom. Uh, uh, so, so can Hagen, I sense motive at least to get an idea of their body language and yeah. Uh, so Huygen, uh, for those who, uh, who don't know are the, uh, like humanoid, uh, shark people, uh, the reverse of mer people, right? Fish head, human body. You can't talk to me when I'm turned around like that. Oh, sorry. <laughs> uh, no, they are. They're not reverse mer people. No, they're just all fish, just with arms and legs and kelpie tail. Yeah, they're they're vicious little little bastards. Uh, so, what's your sense motive check? Thirty-two. Wow. Uh, yeah, you you can't you can't have any idea what they're talking about, but they're the way they're uh, gesturing and carrying themselves. You see this as they're they're kind of like saying like, "Hey, you got a bunch of slaves there, huh? What are you gonna do with them? They look pretty tasty. Like, mind if we have a little nibble, or do you need them all, or what's going on?" Like they they seem like they see Fathom as in charge, and you guys are just cargo. Yeah. What about their legs? They don't need those. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Doth kind of pulls Chip off of his back and motions for the Sahuagin, like, yeah, come take a bite. Try it. They just kind of chitter at each other, and they, ha- they like, one last punchline for Fathom, uh, who Fathom doesn't seem to be, uh, like, he can, he can speak telepathically, so he, if he is responding to them, you guys can't hear it, but... Fathom's body language doesn't suggest like he's about to be like, yeah, let's get him. Yeah. Um, but he just kind of like pulls forward a little bit. So you guys are now within conversing distance. Okay. Of the Sahuagin. Uh, ahoy there. Well, hello. I am surprised that the Abolith allows you to speak with us. As well, we have a working relationship. <laughs> Yes, I'm sure you do. So I suppose you're here to try to bestow what knowledge you've collected to the lion's mouth. Indeed, we seek power. Power to, uh, to put our feet over the, over the faces of all aquatic creatures. And what do you seek? Oh, we're just looking for a way home. Oh. So simple. So very little ambition from the surface dwellers. <laughs> what surface? That's why we need to find our way home. Yes, you must feel very lost in the plain of water. Yeah, we're used to water, but there is rather a lot of it here. Well, it matters not. We will receive the lion's mouth's favor. We are the chum shillers. You will not. Devoth actually snickers at that name. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, what, mate? <laughs> he the chum, and he like looks back at the other uh, Sohagen. He looks back at you guys. He says, 
the chump shillers. We we got our enemies. We can't we, be serious with this. We shill the chum out to within our own ranks. This is. And he turns back and he's like, "We workshopped this. I thought this was a good name." <laughs> he's like, "I translated that right." <laughs> and they're all like nodding, like, "Yeah, this is a great name." Like, they just don't get it. All of a sudden, I'm much less worried about them winning this <laughs> yeah. knowledge competition. <laughs> You did run the spy HR, yeah? <laughs> yes, we, we all agreed, right? And he turns back, right? We all agreed this was a good name. It would strike fear into our enemies. Well, you might want to, you know, discuss it a little more because <laughs> it's not having that effect. He turns, he's like, so they're probably just too stupid to get it. <laughs> sure, that's the, that's the problem. Well, we'll see who's laughing last. You can't laugh when you're dead, after all. Been around a lot of dead people, have you? <laughs> oh, so v a little bit of ambition after all. Well, may the best <laughs> win. Don't I, worry, we will. I plan to. Well, this is our space. You're bothering us. Leave. Well, now we claimed it. <laughs> so get out. <laughs> Mate, I've been peeing here for two minutes. <laughs> I know it's delicious. <laughs> <laughs> it's getting my appetite quite wet. <laughs> All right, let's get the hell out of here. <laughs> Toodle yeah! Toodaloo. In full view of this wagon, I kind of give the reins a little whipping <laughs> at, uh, at the Aboleth. You hear Fathom in your head, he says, if you hear me one more time... <laughs> You'll what? Swim away into a wall? Uh, maybe I'll take the Sohagen up on their deal. Yeah, that's what I thought you'd say. <laughs> <laughs> oh, those are just giving me more reasons to kill the Sohagen. So you guys are just kind of like, I don't know where exactly I'm going, but I'm making a dramatic exit, so I'm going away from here for now. Yeah, kind of continuing this like circle around where the, that tendril was. Mm -hmm. uh, and as you do... Uh, you, you're maybe like a thousand feet or so away from the Sohagen, the, the chum shillers. And, uh, there, you see like this, like what would suggest this, like a movement of like a, a pretty large creature, like moving through the kelp. Uh, you look around, you don't really see anything, uh, at first. And, uh, then from like the other direction, you hear a voice like bubbling through the water. And it says, Oh, hello there. Uh, I wasn't expecting people. And you turn and you see, uh, a, a single guy. Uh, like a human? Like a human. Uh, the, with like a, a sh like shaved head, dark skin. And he's like just wearing like, like full adventuring gear. Oh, well, greetings, sir. What, what brings you here? Yes, name's Brindlewarf. Uh, and, well, I'm doing much the same, I imagine, as you all are doing here. Uh, I plan to beseech the lion's mouth for, uh, for a boon. You ain't one of them chum shitters, are you, mate? <laughs> no, I see you've met the Sahuagin, though. Uh, I, I'm not too worried about them. Uh, they they can be pretty scrappy in a fight, but I'm not sure what they hope to teach, uh, this, uh, this jellyfish. And what are you hoping to teach it? <laughs> he taps his nose and he says, you'll just have to uh, attend a lecture and find out. I thought I could get you. 
<laughs> it was an admirable attempt. Uh, so where do you hail from, Brindlewarf? Uh, well, I've spent uh, quite a lot of time here in the Plain of Water, actually. Uh, but I just travel from place to place, mostly. How, How about me, is he? What? How pruny is he? <laughs> he just looks like a sponge. Mm. Uh, and he says, uh, what about yourselves? I don't, I don't meet many, uh, many humans and other, uh, surface dwellers in the plane of water. And then he looks at Fathom and he just kind of, he's just kind of taking the whole thing in for like a minute. Hmm. He's not really talking. Yeah. Can I figure out how this guy's breathing? Sure. Uh, you'll need to detect magic. And if you detect any auras, you can figure them out with spellcraft. But otherwise, there's you don't have much that you can go off of just not, by looking. Not at covered it. in mucus. Delegated to Scram. Yep. I'm not trying to look like I'm casting spells around this dude. <laughs> I mean, huh? a single person inside, like <laughs> inside a kelp field with dangerous creatures. I'm not trying to mess with this guy. Yeah. All right. Um. Yeah. Oh, yes, but yeah, Brindlewarf, you ever ever heard of the Eye of Abendago? I'm very familiar with the Eye of Abendago. Are you from the Shackles? Indeed we are. Oh. Uh Privateers, I assume. He gives you like a like a sly <laughs> wink. Yes, of of one sort or another. Well we were participating in a race that took us just a little ways into the eye. And, well, you're familiar with it, even though you know a little ways into the eye is still much too far for most people, and seems it was a little too far for us as well. Quite the foolhardy heading, I'm sure. (laughs) That's not the race worth running if it's not a little dangerous. Also true. And so you found yourself in the the plane of water, and then he looks again at uh, Fathom, and he says, I'm sorry, I must say that is an ingenious... Uh, partnership that you seem to have uh, found yourselves in. Well, like I've been explaining, I get to everyone I meet should gather you all together, so I only have to say this once. You should get used to repeating it. This is not something I've ever <laughs> seen before. <laughs> We've developed a bit of a working relationship with Fathom here. I don't know if you noticed as we sw- as we came up, but Fathom is blind. Yes, uh, yes, I see that now. Uh, well, yes, it, it seems that your uh, partnership is truly symbiotic. Uh, For now. Quite poetic, if you don't mind me saying. Uh, then he, he like, looks at Fathom and he says, Hello, Fathom. How are you doing? And you, you hear Fathom's response. He says, I'm blind. I'm not deaf. And I'll be doing much better when we get the jellyfish's favor and I can see again and be rid of these mortals uh that's great to hear <laughs> i'm standing i'm swimming right in front of you what are you saying tom i want to know where this uh how this dude got here himself um we did ask him that and he's like oh i'm just from here and there well i mean that doesn't really explain much now does it no it doesn't uh may i ask how you found yourself in this place can you willingly go to different planes oh of course uh it is easier said than done but yes i've uh traveled through one 
planar portal after another in my travels. Do you have a, uh, do you know of the material plane portal anywhere around here? Oh, no, the, there's not much around here, I'm sad to say. Uh, I'm, contextually, can I assume that you're uh, looking for a, a way to return to the material plane? Yes, especially if we do not win the this jellyfish's favor. Yes. Um, yeah, give me one second. Well, uh, it's quite the defeatist attitude you have. Uh, but yes, if you, uh, if you don't manage to, uh, to gain the jellyfish's favor, I recommend you seek out, uh, Vialesk. It is one of the, uh, one of the largest cities in the plane of water. Uh, surely there will be some sort of means to do, do or go just about anything or anywhere at Vialesk. Well, how do we get there? He kind of like turns around, turns back, and he says, "Not many, uh, not many landmarks I can give you to uh, to direct you there." And uh, I'm sad to say, um, can you just point us in a direction? Just go straight. Well, you've have you seen uh, uh, Palishna, uh, one of the uh, one of the plain stars? I think so. Well, it is uh, it is close enough to Polishna to uh, be warmed by its energy. So, I suppose your heading is is uh, is Polishna, and that's that's the best that I can do for you uh, from here. Uh, but uh, that said, I imagine it would be a very very long trip. Oh, I imagine so. All right. Well, uh, it was very nice to meet you all, Devoth, uh, and uh, it was very nice to meet you, Fathom. Uh, and, uh, yes, may, may the best man win. May only a man win. <laughs> yes, uh, as I, I, I'm not too, uh, concerned with our, uh, with our merfolk, uh, rivals either, but I don't plan on underestimating them too much. Very well. Do you know who else is here for this little competition? Well, until you guys, uh, showed up. I thought those were my, uh, I thought those two groups were my only competition. So as far as I know, this is it. Yeah. Well, that changes things a bit. Changes them to what? From what? Well, we went from not being worried about what the couple of groups of fish are going to teach the jellyfish. I really don't think they're going to be able to give him much new that he doesn't already know. But you, you may be some actual competition for us. Maybe I will. Is that, uh, does that worry you, Captain DeVoth? Uh, only as much as I'd like to get home today. All right, well, let's keep things civil, yes? Yes, civil. <laughs> and, uh, all right, so from there we can fast forward to when, uh, the lion's mouth jellyfish, uh, kind of tele uh, telepathically, uh, reaches out to everybody, says, I'm ready to learn. So, here's how this is going to work. Uh, each group will take turns teaching the lion's mouth jellyfish a different subject for about one hour. Teaching a lesson requires making three checks of a chosen skill, either knowledge, linguistics, profession, or any other skill within reason. There's going to be some skills that just won't apply. Uh, uh, Short-term spells and abilities like Gallon Inspiration or Lore Master don't apply to these drawn-out actions. Uh, each group will get three separate turns to teach, stretching out uh, the total session for about 12 hours. Oof. 
uh, there'd be a small break of 10 minutes between each four hour block. Uh, before each block begins, including before this one begins, uh, each PC can do one of three things to prepare. Each of these actions can be taken separately or together, assisting one primary roller. Uh, Short-term spells and abilities like Gal Inspiration or Lore Master do apply to these actions. Uh, so first you've got Sense Motive. Making a successful Sense Motive check against a group, a different group, will inform you what subject that group will be covering, giving you time to counter-prepare niche subjects or insightful interruptions uh, or tricky subject matter to trip up the teacher. So uh, we can heckle the other groups? Yeah, I like the sound of that. I love it. You yep. gain, you'll yep. gain a plus two bonus on your check used to counter that group's lesson. More for that. More about that later. Uh, for every five by which you succeed at the sense motive check, this bonus increases by one. Uh, intimidate. Making a successful intimidate check against a group will leave them less confident about the subject they're about to teach, imposing a minus two penalty on their checks. For every five by which you succeed, the penalty increases by one. Knowledge. Making a successful knowledge check or other applicable uh, skill check. Matching the subject you are planning on teaching will help you jog your memory and internally collate the various information you have into a more cohesive presentation. This bonus is a plus two and only applies on your first check. But if you succeed this check by five or ten above the DC, you can apply this bonus to the second and third checks, respectively. Uh, all right, so then during each block, you'll have uh, four things to do. Uh, two while teaching and two while spectating. Uh, so first is knowledge. If it's your turn to teach, uh, you choose a single applicable skill and make three separate checks, representing an hour-long lecture. Uh, you can choose a primary, a different primary roller for each roll or stick with the same one. Uh, doesn't really matter. Uh, everyone else in your group may roll to assist. Uh, the primary roller and all those rolling to assist must be trained in the skill. These rolls take a cumulative minus four penalty for each time it has been used in a previous lesson by any group. So if a different group, uh, so if you're teaching Knowledge Arcana for the second time and a different group has already done it once, you're going to be doing everything at a minus 12 penalty. Oof. Oof. So switch it up. Uh, second option is deflection. If it's your group's turn to teach and you're not participating in the skill check as the primary secondary roller, you can still remain wary of hecklers and interruptions. Anytime another group attempts to undercut your lesson, you can make a charisma check to try to smooth over the interruption and just keep the lion's mouth jellyfish entertained in general. A DC 10 charisma check reduces the undercutting skill check by two, and for every four by which you exceed the DC, the enemy's check is reduced by an additional one. All right, and here are the other two for spectators. Bluff. If it's not your turn, you can cut in with a heckle or unhelpful question to try to trip up the teacher. Make a bluff check contested by the teacher's first of three skill checks. If you meet or beat the teacher's check, they treat their first check as too lower than cal when calculating their, their lesson points. More about that later. If you beat the teacher's roll by 5 or 10, they treat their second and third checks respectively as minus, as too lower. And then counter knowledge. If it's not your turn, you can cut in with an interesting anecdote or niche factoid, granting yourself credibility in another teacher's subject while discrediting them. But be warned, cutting in in this way and fumbling can have the opposite result. Uh, make opposed checks as determined by the teacher. If you beat the teacher's check by five or more, they earn one less lesson point and you gain one lesson point. Beating the teacher's check by 10 or 15 swings this exchange by an additional one or two respectively, but by no more points than the teacher would have gained based on their total. If you fail this check by five, 10, or 15, you show your lack of knowledge in this field and the opposite effect will happen. So this is all to gain lesson points. The teacher gains one lesson point 
With each DC 20 they get on three skill checks they are to roll. For every five by which they exceed this DC, they gain one additional point. If the three combined checks of a lesson add up to 80 or more, they gain two additional lesson points, plus one for every 10 by which this total exceeds 80 to a maximum of four points. Any questions? I'm sure we'll have plenty. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Great. <laughs> so now, now, now we got a workshop. What skills does everyone have that might be applicable for this? Well, I think the only one I had that was trained was Intimidate, but I have a minus one in it, so... <laughs> At best, I'll be assisting. The, yeah, that would just be for heckling and stuff, too. Um, I don't think we can teach him how to intimidate. <laughs> I got well, a, you never know. I got a huge swath of uh, knowledges uh, that I can go through. And then, uh, I don't know how I would get a praise in there, but if I could get a praise, it's pretty nice. This is how you identify shiny things. It could work. I feel like a praise would be a good one, yeah. It's yeah. teaching, like... The difference between you know a flawed diamond and a, a a good diamond or stuff like that. Sure. Um, I got profession sailor. Yeah, I've got that too, actually. So. Mm -hmm. Figure we all have that to some degree or other, considering yeah. our normal jobs. And you would think that the other ones wouldn't teach that because you know they don't sail, they swim. Yeah, I was like the only thing I could think of would be maybe the other human knowing that we are pirates, mm. teaching that first as a way of trying to undercut our lesson. Ooh, that would be a very good idea if you did that. Let's just tie him up and not let him get there. I say giving Alex the idea. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, Tom, what are Scram's best skills? Uh, praise, um, which is an 18 Knowledge Arcana, 18 um, Knowledge Planes, 15... Spellcraft, I don't know if that's a possible thing, but uh, 18, use magic device, 15. And then I got a few 12s and uh, All right. other things. Well, that gives us options then based on what other people teach too. Yeah. All right, good. I also have the masonry thing. Yeah, <laughs> forgot about that. Super helpful underwater. <laughs> oh my God. All right. So we got some stuff to work with. I can definitely intimidate the shit out of some competition. Mm -hmm. All right. So we are in like the 10 minute block before lessons begin. Um, so you guys can either like, so you can all do your own thing or you can, you know, assist somebody else doing something. Uh, How many things can we each do? One. Okay. Uh, you can either do a sense motive check to get an idea of a, a sense motive, pick a group, you get an idea of what they're going to be teaching, uh, or you can try to intimidate a group and give them a penalty on their checks to teach, or you can, uh, prepare your own lesson and gain, give yourself a bonus on your check during the lesson. So what's everybody doing? I can do sense motive. Tom should probably prepare since he's going to be like the teacher of the group. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll do some preparation. Um, I'm gonna go with write up some PowerPoint slides. <laughs> yeah, we'll use them. Maybe Alex will learn something today too. Yeah, yeah, I would love to. All right, I think I will try to intimidate Brindlewarf because I'm assuming, and he seems like the obvious main competition. So that means like these Sawagan are probably gonna teach him something awesome and win. But 
I'm assuming Brindlewarf is like our main competition here, so I'm going to try and intimidate him, throw him off his game a little bit. Hmm. Okay. There's a sequoia tree for you. Uh-huh. That's a big jellyfish uh, type. Your though. scale. It's just going infinitely downwards. Okay, so Dave is doing sense motive. Yes. All right, which group are you doing sense motive on? Um, I'll do it on the Swahagen since we don't think they're a threat. Okay. Should I roll it? Yes, you should. 19. Uh, you can't really, uh, you can't really crack their, uh, crack through their, uh, their huddle, huddling, chattering conversation. Uh, now what if I get a gallant inspiration? I don't know if that works on skill checks. Yeah, plus 2d4 on the attack roll or skill check retroactively. Okay. I mean, I'm not the captain here, but... Yeah, well, I have three uses of that that I can that I can use. I have three more second-level spell slots. But that needs to go for all of us over the course of these three rounds of stuff. Mm-hmm. So I think I'm going to save it. All right. Uh, Wendell? Um, I'm going to try and do sense motive on... Is his name Brendelwarf? Brendelwarf, yeah. Yeah. Okay, go ahead. Fifteen. Fifteen's not going to do it. Uh, was there like a set DC to these checks? Uh, it is based off of the individual group, yes. Okay. All right. Well, then while he is sense motiving, I'm going to try and intimidate Brindlewarf. All right. Ooh. That's a 38. 38 will do it. Um, let's see, what did I say? So for every five, I wish you succeed penalty increases by one. I don't know if I mentioned this at the beginning, but Devoth is a half-orc, so intimidation is kind of his thing. Yep. All right. Uh, 38. All right. Yeah, that'll, uh, that'll definitely give him a penalty. And Scram. Uh, Scram is going to, um, you know, uh, he's going to teach the lesson, so he's going to focus on that. Prep himself up. All right. Well, give me a skill check of whatever you're planning on teaching. Oh, that's a 35. Uh, how many, uh, what are you teaching? I'm a teaching appraise. Okay. How many ranks do you have in appraise? Uh, I have 18. I have nine. Nine. All right. Nine ranks. All right. All right. Okay. So you'll get that plus two for all three of those checks. All right. Uh, so class is in session. Up first is Brindlewarf. If he teaches this guy how to sail, I'm going to punch him. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, uh, no, he is actually going to. He's going to go with the knowledge arcana. Some low hanging right. fruit. That's what it is. Uh, so are you? Is so you guys is now in session. So you guys can either um, make a bluff check to try to heckle, or you can do uh, counter knowledge to try to steal a lesson point. Oh, I'll I'll try to heckle this. Yeah, game. I'll try and heckle too. I'll try to no. Uh, Doing knowledge. All right. Arcana counter. What's the DC to heckle? Are you guys each individually heckling, or are you going to try to assist? I'll assist. All right. I'll assist the bot nonetheless. All right. So what what was the question? Somebody have a question? Um, What would the DC to heckle was? It's against uh, his role. Okay. Well, you can add a plus two to yours, the bot. How about you, Wendell? What do you feel like doing? Uh, I kind of like this guy. Oh, don't be a nice guy. We're pirates, <laughs> yeah. goddammit. Oh, We're not here nice. to be good sports. Like so are you not? You're I don't want to make anything. things worse. All right. 
All right. So the boss. So my bluff ended up at a 34 with the assist. 34, okay. And then because Scram rolled Knowledge Arcana, he basically can, like, correct something he says. Yeah. Yeah. Scram, well, actually is the guy, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Actually. Actually. I saw a TikTok on this the other day. (laughs) (laughs) According to internet uh, professors. According to the Mayo Clinic, you have internet connectivity issue. Uh, Scram got a 34 for uh, the counter check. A 34? Yep. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) He's got a good arcana. Yeah, so let's see. We were just talking about this. He's got an 18 in it. Yep. All right. Yeah, Scram cuts in with with quite a few sharp corrections. And Brindlewarf's presentation, maybe you just get the impression that he was a little unprepared and uh, thought he was just going to kind of... Breeze through until he makes it. <laughs> Not fake it, but yeah, he thought maybe he's breeze through, and then uh, you guys are like asking to go to the bathroom, and uh, <laughs> I'm actuallying him, and uh, he just like by the by the end of his presentation, he uh, he just kind of feels kind of looks lost, and you guys have gained three lesson points. Ooh. Oh, baby. Does anybody else like so the Swiggins and the uh Murfolk. and the Merfolk don't uh take actions in this? Uh I mean you get one of these actions per block. Oh so you guys so just, we just use three of them on this guy. <laughs> you guys You're yeah. really so Wendell, he Wendell's the, the one who can mess uh, with the other ones. Yeah. That's right. I did think he was the competition, but we'll see what happens with the other two. They may surprise us. Alright, up next is the Merfolk. We kind of had a running agreement with each other, so I'm not super disappointed about it. Um, all right, and they're going to be uh, teaching a lesson about the planes. Any interference from Wendell? No. Okay. All right, well, it was an interesting lesson. Trust me. All right, it is uh, the PC's turn. All right, Scram. Scram walks up super confident. Can we assist in the lesson, or is this just Scram by himself? Yeah, you can, uh, so you can either choose to, uh... Oh, we can either heckle someone else or assist Scram? So you can either assist Scram, or you can make charisma checks to, like, run interference. I'm gonna run interference. It was charisma checks? Ooh. It's a DC, we... DC 10 charisma check. And Scram was doing appraise? Yeah. Do we need to have the appraise to yes. assist? I don't think appraise is a train skill, is it? You gotta be trained to teach it. Alrighty then. I guess I'll make a charisma to try and run interference. It's also a negative one for me. Hey, I assist. Oh, Tom. Um, do we get? <laughs> this might be a little bit late to ask. Uh, do we get hero points for um <laughs> for being in the water world here? What? Uh, well, he he did say like those those. Quick time use buffs were not applicable, like my gallon inspiration and stuff like that. No, no, no. no. Oh. For the for the actual teaching thing. Right. So I don't think you could use a hero point if we had them either. Got it. Alright, well I still have a plus two to it automatically, so. Yep. Twenty-five. And Devoth got a fifteen on his charisma check to run interference. And I got a thirteen to run interference. Alright. Uh, the chum shillers all, uh, cut in with their, uh, their heckles. Uh, it's, it's very well coordinated, actually. Uh, but between, 
uh, the charisma checks of Devoth and uh, and Dave, the uh, uh, the lesson is able to uh, proceed without issue. Uh, but what was uh, so? You have to make three checks total. Tom. Oh, so three appraise checks. Oh, three appraise checks. Okay, yeah. so two more. Does he get plus two to each of them? Or his from his, Yes. So that's a 25, a 26, and then a 38. So like my end. Big finish. Yeah. Big finish. That's <laughs> that's all I was waiting for. What are they, 25? 25, 26, and a 38. Okay. 88. Those total up to 89, so give yourself an extra, I'm going to say two. Way to do the extra credit, Tom. <laughs> you got it, dude. Yep, uh, extra two lesson points, um, and so while the so, I... so while the Swigans are giving me like guff, I'm I am actually back at them. <laughs> yep. All right. So let's see. That was a very good round, actually, uh, for us. Yeah. <laughs> nice. All right. All right. Is the Swigans' turn? And they're going to do an anatomy lesson on humanoids <laughs> with Knowledge Local. Wendell, you want to try and mess with them? Mm. Or are you just waiting to see what they do? I don't have Knowledge Local. I have Heal. Well, you can bluff to heckle. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> can I, though? <laughs> I can't use any of my abilities for the bluff check. Mm, wait, what, what abilities? Uh, adaptable Luck. It's a racial. I, I don't know. What does that do? Um, gives me a plus two before or a plus one after I roll. Yeah, you could use that for... Uh, no, sorry. You, not for the lesson. You could use it for the prep, uh, but not for the lesson. So. Yeah. Yep. yep, then I will. Alright. The Sahuagin, uh they kind of like all work together to uh, to give a uh, a disturbingly coherent and exhaustive lesson on the anatomy of humanoids, particularly the the most effective ways to uh, to gut them and <laughs> shill chum. All right, new like, targets going forward then. <laughs> uh, okay, uh, yeah, that was the end of the first block of lessons. It's been four hours already, uh, so you guys now have ten minutes to uh, regroup and do whatever. All right, so next up. What do we want to teach? For... We should do profession sailor before someone takes it. You can do that. Um, have craft siege engine. You go over. Maybe do sailing first and then that. Since like siege engines go on boats. What's your craft siege engines? 18. Oh, nice. Um, and what else did you say you had? Arcana and planes have already been taken. Uh, I have spellcraft, spellcraft do. 18, and then use magic device 15, and then I got a bunch of 12s. And, uh... All right. Um, why don't we use profession sailor? Because I have a sinking feeling that uh, spellcraft might be something someone else will try to take on us. Yeah. I want to take. I'd rather not deal with that penalty. That's fine. All right. So I'll do. Uh, I'll do profession sailor for this round of knowledge. What do you have in it? A 15. Oh, okay. Right. So how is everybody preparing for the next block? I'm going to assist this time with the profession sailor. Sure, but like so right now you can you can either sense motive a group or you can intimidate a group or you can you could so you could like, oh, okay. well, I'm not going to teach, is, so I, I'll do one of those two. All right. 
you could roll to assist profession sailor for scram who for me assume, oh for devoth who's going to be i don't know is devoth going to take the time to prepare or is he going to try to sense motive or intimidate somebody uh why don't you let me prepare cuz i have a decent i have a 12 in it and then you can intimidate or yeah so like if he does the preparation i still get the plus 2 yeah during yeah so yeah i'm definitely intimidating the sahuagan all right yeah 31 on perception no well it came out to the same. I hit the wrong P skill. But they both had 12s in them, so 31. How many ranks do you have in Profession Sailor? I think nine. Yeah, All right. nine. All right, so you guys will have a plus two to each each of your checks. I like that. that. I got a 29 to intimidate the Sahuagin. Okay. You start telling them how you make sushi. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, I've been meaning to try some Sahuagin fin soup. <laughs> They laugh. They laugh you away, but you think maybe you you got you got a little under their under their scales. I'm gonna sense motive to Sahagan. Okay. No, I won't. Thirteen. <laughs> you still have no idea what they're thinking. Scram, what are you doing? Uh, I'm gonna assist a uh, profession sailor. Okay. I got a. I have a twelve in it, so I think I automatically pass, right? Yeah. yeah. So I got a plus four on all of my checks for this. Once it gets to us, you guys are third again. All right, up first will be the merfolk. This time they're going to do a lesson on uh, how to like construct underwater uh, cities and the what and, and the like. Uh, they're going to do no uh, knowledge on engineering. <laughs> Are they just bad teachers? I think there's a, a a different a difference in opinion halfway through the lesson, <laughs> and they just start arguing with each other. Uh, I got a three, a two, and a one. Perfect. <laughs> uh, so let me just see. Uh, so I'm assuming with their with like their ranks and everything included, they probably got less than a thirty. Yeah, I think that was just a straight zero, a oh. zero net gain. Oh, for wow. the merfolk for that round. That was unfortunate. All right, up next is the Sahuagan. It's a charisma check to heckle? No, it's a bluff check to heckle. Bluff check. Yeah, I'm absolutely heckling these guys. Yeah. Yep. Okay. <laughs> Can I assist someone to heckle? Yeah. That depends on what they're teaching. That's true. You might want to just counter counteract whatever they're trying to teach. That's no, cool. for the bluff. Can I? For like... the bluff, yeah, you can assist. Okay, then I'm going to roll to assist on bluff. All right. And I do not assist. The Sahuagin also have quite a bit of knowledge about uh, many aberrant creatures, and they start giving anatomy lessons on uh, on them with knowledge dungeoneering. So let's get those bluff checks. Um, do I do bluff or do I do knowledge dungeoneering? Um, well, actually, the shit out of them do dungeoneering. Yeah. All right. Well, actually. <laughs> 29. And Devoth got a 29 on his bluff to heckle him. So close. No. Wow. How's our audience doing today? Yeah. yeah. Somebody I'm, can't math too well. I'm sorry. I I don't know why I made this so complicated. <laughs> math finder. Yeah. This is why our episodes involve a bit of post-production so this all gets compressed way the hell down. Okay. Uh, the Sahuagin knocks it out of the fucking park. Uh, and I'm sorry, you remind me of everybody's bluff checks. 
that did them? 29 Bluff. 29 Bluff, okay. Instagram um, at the 29 Dungeoneering. All right, 29 Dungeoneering. Uh, okay, so between DeVos and Scram, uh, you managed to, uh, you managed to trip them up a little bit in the beginning. You guys gain one lesson point and take, take it from them. Uh, but yeah, otherwise the, their lesson seems to have gone very, very well. Uh, and it is now the PC's turn. All right. So DeVos going to teach this guy how to sail a ship. All those little things you look for with the ocean waves and the movement of the ship and the shifting in the winds. The North all Star. The, all the stuff that this guy's going to have a lot of use for. Yeah. Wind? <laughs> so three sailor checks at a plus four. So that's a 31, a 27, and a 25. That puts us above 80, barring any interference. Yep. The Sahuagin all try to cut in again, but are unsuccessful. Uh, so yeah, you, uh, 27, 23, 21. Nope. Don't quite clear 80. Nope. But it's 25, 27, 31. You had to add four to all those. Oh. Try to undercut me. Seriously. <laughs> Alright, so that does clear 80. Uh, Usually. so you guys gain what? No. You guys gain 10 lesson points. And up last is, uh, Rindelwurf. And I think, again, Wendell's the only one who hasn't done anything either way. I don't think he's probably not going to. Depends on what he's lecturing on. Uh, Brendelwerf's going to do a knowledge nature lesson, uh, teaching the lions off the jellyfish about the various flora and fauna uh, of the oceans. Does this one go better for him without us heckling? Yep, substantially so. All right. Uh, all right. So that was the end of the, uh, the first. The, that was the end of the second block. How many points did I say you guys got? Ten. Ten. Ten? Oh. I mean twenty. All right. Uh, so yeah, let's check in point wise. Uh, we've got in first place tied are the PCs and the Chum Shillers. What? Uh, Rigged. After that is Brindlewarf who had a pretty rough start, but kind of knocked it out of the park with that second lesson. And then trailing behind them are the merfolk, who did okay in their first round and then just is just infighting uh, for that second round. So let's do uh, your final 10-minute block before the final lesson. All right. So spellcraft it or siege engines? I'll do siege engines. Yeah. That's what I built my character around. There you go. And yeah, I'm going to intimidate the Sahuagin since they seem to be the competition. I'll do a sense motive on them. Okay. With a 14. 14's not going to do it. I will also sense motive on the Sahuagin. Okay. Not with a 6. I got a 25 intimidate, and I'm going to uh, get an inspiration that up to a 31. All right. Uh, well done. That'll intimidate them. I got a 26 for my craft check. To prep yourself? Yep. Nice. Right. How many ranks do you have in craft? Uh, I have six ranks. And you got, what, a 26? Yep. Good. All right. That'll give you a plus two for all three of your checks. Nice. Nice, nice, nice. 
All right. All right. And on to the third and final round we go. DCs are up first this time. All right. <clears throat> All right. Scram gets up there, starts babbling about craft siege engines. What's everybody else doing? Scram's developing an innovative new technique to build ballista. Exactly. Ooh, he nice. really is. Jeez. Wow. Uh, DeVos going to run interference with the charisma check. I'm going to also run interference. Okay. So DeVos got an 18. I only got a 7 that time. All right, Wendell? I'm going to keep my heal skill ready for when we give them that sick burn. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I'm just going to cheat off you so I don't keep going through windows. Remember, those are all plus higher, right? Those are yeah. two higher. We got two. 28, 33, and a 33. Nope. 33, 33, oh. 28. Yeah, well, either way, it's the same three. Oh, okay. Wow. Yeah. So that's... 66 and 28 is 94. All right, very good. I'll give you an extra three on top of that. And good job, buddy. Yep, I got you, boo. All right, you guys earned yourselves 14, uh, except, hold on, the chum shillers are going to have themselves a little heckle. Yeah, get good, Sawigan. Yep, yep. They need to bully others. They do have a surprising amount of knowledge of... The innards of other races. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. So let's see. I got a 30 on their bluff. And, but with the charisma checks to run interference, that doesn't affect your lesson. Right. Knowledge is power. Do you guys think that we were going to do battling today? No, you're back at college today. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so that will bring us to uh, the chum shillers. More like the chump shillers. <laughs> oh, the wrong one. All right. Uh, they're going to do uh, a lesson on uh, the finer points of the uh, Aboleth language and do a linguistics check. That does seem pointed at us, like, oh, you can't speak this? Here, let's, let's give you a lesson. <laughs> and let's heckle the hell out of these guys. Yeah, I'm going to heckle. You don't have linguistics? Nope. Holy well, crap. you guys did But that uh, I'll, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'll be uh, heckling them all day. Yeah. That's not where you put the verb. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone thinks role-playing games are, you know, rolling dice and killing monsters. It's actually bad improv and math. Math finder. You right. did this to yourself, Axel. Yeah, I know I did. Thanks for reminding me. <laughs> uh, all right, Scram got a sweet bluff, I see. Yeah, got 35 with a natural 20, baby. Five. Cool. Uh, right. 22 if it helps. That'll definitely... 22 does not. These guys... Yeah. Brought their fucking A game. Uh, but the Scram's bluff definitely uh, undercuts that. Um, Need me to roll heal for that sick burn? <laughs> they don't feel super burned right now. Uh, wow. Alright, and now we've got Brindlewarf. Brindle, Brindlewarf's going to have a lesson on etiquette and make a... <laughs> 
That also seems pointed at us. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to make a diplomacy check. So where do we think Brindlewarf is from? He's giving a lecture. Yeah. <laughs> I'm wondering, is he even from the material plane, or is he just kind of like one, one of the more human-looking outsiders? Giving a lecture on etiquette. Is yeah. anybody going to try and uh, heckle <laughs> during a lecture on etiquette? Seems like the time to heckle. I mean, I already tried. Yeah, I already did fine. So <laughs> it's only up to it's, you. It's Wendell. up to you. <laughs> <laughs> I know better. Have you seen my bluff check? No, because you haven't tried it. Yet. It can't be worse than mine. Is there anybody heckling him outside of our group? Uh, I feel like the merfolk just kind of gave up at this point. <laughs> they, they might be too too snooty. I think the GM gave up juggling all of these different mechanics and stat blocks. <laughs> uh, no, nobody heckles the the lesson on etiquette. Uh, up next is the merfolk and. They're gonna they're gonna just shake it up and have a little lesson on uh like getting along with each other. <laughs> well lesson that was gonna surprise action. That is the lesson in etiquette. Give them a combat demonstration. Just attack the Sawagan. Uh no, they've got they're they're gonna do like almost like a like a like a comedy bit with like innuendos and jokes and Go with knowledge and go with knowledge bluff and go with bluff. Somebody slips on a banana peel. <laughs> so they're countering heckles with heckles? Yep. It's like when you fight fire with fire. I guess. Did you learn nothing from the lesson on etiquette? <laughs> <laughs> All right. And it was a it was definitely a, a different lesson, but they, they seem like they really uh, dropped the ball uh, overall. Literally? Yeah. All right, so you guys finish uh, your uh, the, the final lesson finishes, and by sheer chance, it's still tied. What? Wait, what? what? <laughs> Is there like a Russian judge or something going on here? <laughs> Wait, <laughs> jellyfish is giving preferential treatment to the water folk. <sighs> well, to one of the water folk. <laughs> Wait, what's the Abolith been doing this entire time? Maybe he's the... Uh... He's been helping the Sahuagans. <laughs> <laughs> he's been telepathically feeding them information. Guys, they're going to do craft siege engines next. <laughs> uh, all right, so the lion's mouth jellyfish, uh, he says, well, those were all just so th such thrilling lessons. Thank you so much. They're all very entertaining and engaging, except for where it kind of fell apart in the middle there for the, the merfolk. Um I don't know. I can't really decide between Devoth and his uh, and his uh, crew and the Chum Shillers. Fight we could fight them the to the death to yeah. see who wins. Let us make the decision for you. <laughs> <laughs> Consider it a lesson in combat. Mm. Uh, uh, so I'm looking at our time budget, and there's six of these guys, and they would love to fight you guys, but I'm just trying to figure out how to... Oh, we'll destroy them. This in a, we got it. The crowd is demanding. The crowd it. demands violence. They want blood. There was one distinct <laughs> do-it out there. <laughs> <laughs> this is D&D. &D. Well, D&D-ish. We roll dice here. Okay, coin is a D2. Yeah, I was about to say. Coin. He can just do, roll a D2. <laughs> <laughs> Blood sport. 
All right, uh, Lionsville Jellyfish says, that's a fantastic idea. I can always learn from combat, too. <laughs> yes. Everybody roll initiative. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that's where the wizard wants to be. With a six. Oh, yeah. And there's, you said there's six of these little bastards? Yep. All right, Devoth, what do you got for initiative? 20. Okay. Scram. Six. Dave. 13. Wendell. 19. All right, so yeah, Lion's Mouth Jellyfish says, fantastic idea, fight. And so Devoth and his crew and the chum shillers just turn to each other and they're like, huh, oh, yeah, oh, let's go. <laughs> and Devoth, you're up first. Okay. Can, can you put uh, some tokens on the map? Yeah, yeah, give me a fucking second. <laughs> I wasn't expecting it. this. Come on, I said go, and then this is white <laughs> to look at. All right, so Devoth, move action to inspire rage. Let's get everyone nice and angry again. And that'll include the merfolk if they feel like hopping in. Okay. Oh, I, let's, let's uh, not do that. <laughs> you know, I'll get them nice and angry. They don't like the Swagin either. Um, but that's a move action, and then I will uh, mirror image. To give myself six mirrors. All right, come at me, you little fishy bastards. Wendell up next. And uh, up next is indeed Wendell. Uh, I'm going to cast prayer. All right. Uh, everybody gets a plus one bonus, and the chum shillers get a minus one bonus. Minus one penalty, even. All right. Uh, it is now the Sohagen's turns. I'm just now thinking we should have had like a Bon Jovi sound drop every time he cast prayer. <laughs> Close enough. <laughs> All right. I'm just going to throw this over here as a little snippet of what we're looking at. Um, so let's see. What kind of... Oh, this one fast. Okay. Oh, yeah. they They can go anywhere they want. So... They're going to just come and surround three of you. Devoth is flanked, Scram is flanked, and Wendell is flanked. All right. I'm going to take an attack of opportunity on one of them. Uh, he had enough uh, movement actually to like come like up around this way and not. Son of a bitch. Yeah, that's him. All right. Uh, but only one of each pair will get the flanking bonus since. Mm -hmm. uh, they had to move in order. Yes. All right. So first we'll do Devoth. That is a 36 to hit. Oh, yeah. Uh -oh. Devoth has, like, no AC. His his job is to hit things. Even if he had them. AC, that was going to hit you. All right, you take eight points of damage from... Ah, roll mirrors. Oh, okay. Well, how many mirrors you got? Yeah, six mirrors. All right. So I'll roll a D10. Reroll the ten and the one is off. What? You said six mirrors? Yeah. Oh. So I roll the eight. <laughs> Ignore the eight and the one is off. One. You son of a bitch. <laughs> Take eight damage. Is what I said. Seven damage. Yep. And here comes the other one. Flanking the Voth. That's uh thirty-two. Yeah. Okay. And mirrors. Yep, mirrors, mirrors. Still having it rid of one. Yep. That's a three. All right. So you are not hit by the second one. All right, scram. Oh, God. Wait. I'm second? No, no you're they're hitting attacked. you. 
Oh. <laughs> this is much worse than you thought. That's uh, 24 to hit. Oh, that hits. All right. You take 21 points of damage from its sneak attack. Oh, my God. And you're going to start bleeding on your turn. Because you flat-footed. And here comes the other one that's flanking you. That is a 17 to hit. Does not hit. You lucked out on that one. All right. And Wendell, 28. You hit. Okay. Why do I hear like six dice fall? Sneak attack. <laughs> is that because he's flanking me? Because you're flat-footed. You haven't gone yet, right? Oh, yeah. No, I haven't. No, Wendell oh, no, did no, go. No, I did go. I cast prayer. Yep. You did. I'm sorry. So you take six points of damage. And here comes the one that will be flanking you. And what did I say last time? 32? Yeah, you hit. <laughs> yeah, because that's 33 plus flanking. All right. Oh, man. It's 13 from sneak attack and another six from the dagger. All right. And Davy Jones, you're up. Um, I think what I'm going to do is gather power. As a move action. I was going to say, why don't you give me an updated combat situation? That's what I'm working on. Okay. I'm going to put the pushing infusion onto an ice blast. You can't. Oh, ice blast, right? Yeah. The composite. Okay. Yeah. I thought you were doing the cold blast. They're the interchangeable it's names physical. throwing me off. Right. Yep. And just so you're aware, um, you're going to provoke making an attack roll where you are. Hmm. Well, there's not a whole lot I can do about that, because if I try and reposition, I'm going to provoke for movement. Mm -hmm. Well, you could move five, five feet. feet diagonal and downward to get, like, underneath the red guy to my left. That only provoke for one of them. Yeah, why don't we do that? Okay. But I'm still going to try and shoot and push green to get Scram out of that flanking. Okay, good idea. Let's do the attack of opportunity first. It's a natural 19 critical threat. And that's a 14 to confirm. That does not confirm. Okay. But six points of damage. Okay. So Ice Blast. That's a 23 to hit. 23 will hit. Okay. It's going to be 55 piercing and cold damage. And that was against green? It was against green. All right. Uh, you obliterate that so again. Yeah. Jeez. Fuck your flank. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I like seeing that. And Scram. Um, Scram is going to uh, five foot swim up and... Do you have a swim speed right now? Yes. You do? Oh, wait. Swim speed or swim, like, skill? Swim speed. Uh, Did you have an ability or an item that is I, giving you... I don't believe so. Yeah. And you cannot take a five foot anything. Uh, in fact, you're going to have to give me a swim check. Or we could just cast defensively and stay where you are. Does can anybody fail a DC ten swim check? Nope. No. Definitely. <laughs> My swim is much better than that. All right. Then uh, you don't. Need, we don't need to worry about the swim checks every round. But it will provoke if you move. Yes. Got it. Um. In that case, I'm still gonna move up and away. All right. That's gonna provoke from two Sahuagin. 14 to hit. Does not hit. And a 20 to hit. Does not hit. All right. All right. Um, 
I'm gonna do arch lightning. So I'm gonna connect it between purple and blue. So okay. getting blue, pink, and purple. Well, I don't think it's gonna hit pink. <laughs> sure. Alright, so it's three reflex saves. Evil to me. It's a 19, a 13, and a 19. Uh, nope, does not. This is fourth level, right? Yes. Yeah. Oh, it's actually a fifth level. Alright, yeah, no, none of them make it. Wow, okay. Uh, and that is. Shoot, 96 again? Yep. It did roll it. Oh, it actually rolled it. Uh, but I think that it was only for 5d6, right? It rolled 96. Oh, 96. Okay. Uh, that's gonna be a 31 to each of them. Alright. Oof. I want some fish fry tonight. <laughs> Give it to me, baby. Try and get some dinner out of this. They, not, none of them popped from that lightning uh, blast, but they definitely took a lot of damage. Uh, Devoth, you're, we're back to you. All right. Let's start swinging. Devoth is going to power attack. It is reckless abandon because these guys have no trouble hitting me anyway. So two attacks with Devoth. I will... Hit the blue one first to try and finish him off because he just got a little crispy. Okay. Come on. They might know about our innards, but we're about to have their innards. We're about to give them a lesson on their own innards. Uh, that's a 30 to hit. 30 hits. <clears throat> For 32 damage. All right. You slice that Sohagen in half. Okay. And I take two damage back from the Vicious. Okay. And then Devoth spins around to take a slash at... Should hit pink. Get Wendell out of that flank, because I got something for red and orange. Um, I can't, because I don't have a swim speed. Step. He doesn't have a swim speed. Yeah. You non-swim speed. <laughs> I have the freedom of movement. But, but yeah, uh, spin around to red. That's a 28 to hit. 28 hits. For 26 damage. And two damage back to me. Come on, bring it on, you fishy little pricks. Is that the best you can do? Wendell. Um, got a flurry of blows. All right. Start with orange. 31. 31 hits. For 10. All right. So that's actually 5 because you're underwater. Yes. Okay. Uh, 19 to hit. 19 does not hit. 28. 28 hits. For 6. Cause 6 is halved. Yeah. Okay. All right. It is the Sahuagin's turn. And they're going to uh, regroup. Uh, they see Devoth as a very uh, obvious threat. So red is going to five foot step north. Pink is going to five foot step north. And Devoth is flanked again. Purple is going to five foot step north east and be threatening Scram. And Devoth's getting attacked from Tusahuagan. And Wendell is going to... Uh, actually, orange is going to five foot step north and also down to go after Dave. Weak. <laughs> they both intentionally moved out of a flank position. Hmm? Uh, purple and orange moved out of a flank. Yeah. Bad tactics. That's all I'm saying. Okay. Uh, so here we go, Murder and Devoth with two full attacks. Gotta hope these mirrors hold up. <laughs> That's a. 27 to hit? <laughs> yeah. Devos AC is a 17 right now, yeah. so you're aware. Got it. So how many mirror, How many mirrors you have? Five? Five remaining. All right. D6 and a one is Devos. That's a four. All right. 
Another dagger. 24 to hit. Oh, yeah. All right, ignore the six. I got a one. That's Devoth. Take six points of damage plus sneak attack. Wow, not very high. Eight. And third dagger. 18 to hit. Uh, yeah, that hits. Okay. Uh, so I'm rolling a d4 now. No, still a d6. I'm rolling yep. a six. One is Devoth. Another one. That d6 was supposed to roll high numbers. Yeah, it usually does. Uh, that's nine damage plus sneak attack. Ow. That's 16 more damage. Ow. And here comes the second Sahoyan. 18 to hit. Yep. All right, d4. One is Devoth. Two. And another dagger. I still have four mirrors. <laughs> oh, you do? I'm sorry. Because <laughs> you keep rolling a one, you bastard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll say I got a two on the d6. So one less mirror. Uh, another 18 to hit. Yep. Now it's a d4. One is Devoth. One. <laughs> he spent an entire <laughs> campaign to trying to kill this character, so he's finishing the job here. <laughs> All right, so that's five damage plus sneak attack. Now with those numbers, or Ricky numbers, seven on the sneak attack. But we got one final dagger. Roll like a chump. Uh, that is a 21 to hit. Oh, yeah. All right. Uh, D4, one is Devoth, two. Okay. What's your hit points looking like right now? Not great. <laughs> okay. Um, oh, so that was for Devoth. Now we'll do Scram. That is an 18 to hit. Does not hit. And Davy Jones, 15. That does not hit. They had all of their good rolls for Devoth. Well, plus having mm. outflank for plus four on flanking is... Was it that they had their good rules for Devoth, or Devoth is just that easy to hit? It's a bit of both. There's a whole, you know, cornucopia of uh, good tidings for the Sahuagin versus Devoth. Uh, but that is the end of Sahuagin's turn, and now we go to Davy. Okay, I'm going to take a five-foot step up diagonally. Okay. You will still be threatened by this guy. I know. Okay. Um I'm going to use my move action to gather power to mitigate a burn. Okay. And then I'm going to use my turret, torrent infusion. Okay. So that means this is going to do damage to both um, orange and pink. Well, you need to you need to be firing downward to hit orange so wouldn't the torrent continue going in that direction no didn't the i thought he was i think say he took a five foot step forward and then attacked down no he he went down to your level too oh okay. yeah uh, so, so you, you could continue going further down yes yeah, so get you, that line yeah so you could going up. be the same spot that you were laterally but instead of going upward you go Just downward down. okay yep we'll do that then all right and that would help you not hit scram so this is going to result in another burn. Okay. No, it doesn't. Yeah, Torrent's two. I only mitigated one. But you have the infusion specialization, which negates oh. the first two. Yes, you're right. Never mind. So you could spend that gathered power to empower this. Uh, Yeah, let's do that. Actually, you know what? Was maximize uh, one or two? Two. Let's, let's maximize this Torrent blast. This, yeah, turn on an ice blast. So does that does torrent make me have to make a reflex save? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, All right. Two reflex saves. Yeah. Just torrent of energy 
It's all on a 30-foot line, dealing half your normal amount of blast damage or full for energy. It just says the saving throw DC is dexterity-based. All right. So it's probably 10 plus half your uh, kineticist level plus your dexterity modifier. It breaks it down like yeah. the actual class description. Yeah, yeah, that's right. All right, so first reflex save is 19. So it's 10 plus half your level. So 14 oh, plus your dexterity modifier. Uh, is an 18 total. All right, so the first one's a pass. The second one got a natural one. So we'll just go in order. Orange passed, pink failed. All right. And then they're each going to take your maximized blast damage cut in half. So 78 divided by 2 is 39. Your maximized regular water blast is that much? Uh, that's, I said my ice blast. You, so you did a composite blast? Yeah. Oh. All right. So so you would have ended up taking two burn anyway? Or one burn? One burn, yeah. yeah. Yeah, one burn. All right. So, yeah, that absolutely shreds pink. Orange seems to be completely unharmed. Ooh, what a jerk. Almost like he has evasion. Maybe. Context clues. These guys might have <laughs> levels in Rogue. Uh, Scram. Uh, God. Scram's gonna... Scram's gonna uh, go upwards. So Now, do you mean upwards or do you mean... I mean upwards. Okay. So he was, he's already five feet above this guy. Um, he's gonna go up another five feet. Alright, that's gonna provoke when you move. That's okay. Now, with the subjective gravity of this plane, you said it's a move action to kind of reorient yourself? Yeah. Okay. But with water, that's kind of not really going to make a whole lot of difference. Yeah, but I mean, like, Devoth has that free will movement, so, like, uh, just reorient down and fall. You could just fall through the water with freedom of movement. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, uh, so that's going to be an 18 to hit Scram. Does not hit. All right, what does Scram do? Uh... Just for the sake of it, uh, lightning arc between purple and orange. Okay. And orange is on a lower plane? Yep. Right? All right. So we'll just say Wendell is not included in that. Little halfling dodges out of the way. Yeah. Uh, I think he would have been safe either way, actually. All right. Two reflex saves. Orange first. That's a 26. Makes it. And a 20. Does not make it. Okay. All right. And that's going to be 96. That's going to be 29 damage. All right. Uh, that finishes off purple. That took that lightning arc before. Uh, but orange remains unharmed. Oh, not for long. Navoth, <laughs> it's your turn. Yeah, let's yeah, let's change that about orange. Okay. I'm going to full attack on that motherfucker. All right. So first swing of the axe, eventually. Ah, that's what you thought. Yeah, there it is. All right. So that's a 39 to hit. That hits. For 26 damage. Okay. And then the second slash is a 34. That'll also hit. For another 30 damage. All right. And you turn that chum slinger into chum. But I took another 7 damage in the process. From the vicious biting back at you me. You blinking red right now? I'm pretty damn close. <laughs> Wendell, there's one Sahuagin left. Yeah, but I know better than that. I'm going to go <laughs> heal Devoth. <laughs> yeah, your captain's <laughs> bleeding out. Oh, come on. <laughs> red is just about dead, too. Oh, attaboy. 
I heal you for 20. Ooh, much obliged. All right. It is the remaining Sohagen's turn. <laughs> and he smells blood in the water. His own? Uh, oh, I forgot. There's actually blood in the water because these guys have uh, bleeding sneak attack. So, Scram, oh, yeah. you've taken four bleed on your turn each each turn. Each, uh, each round. So, eight damage. And, and I would have just taken two or three. You would have taken... Well, you would have taken four each tick. Was this, this, that was the first turn I've taken with bleed damage. Okay. Because they didn't hit me before with, with sneak attack. Okay. Uh, and But then my bleed is gone because I got healed. Okay. And Wendell, you were... Were you hit by sneak attack? Yes. Okay. Yes, I was. So you've been taking four bleed each turn. So eight? Yes. All right. Uh, so Sohagen's going to... He still smells blood in the water, and he's going to full attack on Devoth. 13 to hit. Holy crap, you missed. <laughs> Natural one. Uh, dude, you're fumbling away your chance. I know. Uh, that's going to be a 21 to confirm. It doesn't confirm. All right, last chance. That's 22 to hit. Yeah, he hits. All right. Well, mirrors. Oh, right. <laughs> I got uh, two left. I don't think he's worried uh, about mirrors. Too. All right, uh, so D4, ignore the four, right? Yep. And a one is Devoth. Four. Three. All right. Well, it was nice knowing him. Uh, all right, that brings us to Dave. All right, I'm not going to do anything fancy. I'm just going to hit this guy with a water blast. All right. No, heal Devoth. <laughs> <laughs> I know how it goes around here. It's uh, 24 to hit. 24 hits. And then uh, 31 on the damage. Okay. Yeah, that is enough to finish off the final Sohagen. Look at that. And it's 5 o'clock. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. And cut to black. <laughs> no, uh, so the... The lion's mouth jellyfish uh, was just kind of that entire combat was just kind of like, mm. like squirming and like dancing in excitement, watching you guys fight for his amusement essentially. Um, and when the final Sahuagin is killed, uh, it says, "Oh, fascinating! I don't have any of that stuff inside of me, uh, but thank you so much." Yes, well, I suppose I must declare uh, Devoth and his crew the the victors. In this uh, in this educational debate, <laughs> educational <laughs> combat debate, <laughs> super civil. Um, okay, let me just. It's the only way to decide anything is structured debate. My axe is very good at arguing. Hmm. All right, so the Im the impossibly long jellyfish tendril sways in the water. Yes, my powers are indeed vast. I can and will push you through the planar membrane back to your home, and to fathom I will restore sight. The tendril glows a dazzling purple and blue pattern as it coils up and around you and fathom. The water before you seems to spin and solidify, forming a sort of tunnel of light. But just as soon as it appears, the tunnel collapses. With a small shockwave of arcane power, the spell fails, and you're pushed back by the concussive current. Blast! I don't understand. Why didn't it work? Wait a minute. Yes. The knowledge is here somewhere. Ah, we are missing a key component. We must have a piece of your plane here with us. The sort of coordinates for the spell to lock onto. Uh, I'll just give it to you, Scram. You would know that for planar travel, you usually need a fo uh, tuning fork attuned to the plane you wish to travel to, in this case, for the material plane. Um, oh. Which, in this case... Uh, Something you know. that I can make. 
Uh, no, you need to, well, you can make a tuning fork, but it needs to, like, be physically in the plane to attune to it, and then forever after it will be attuned to that plane. Uh, I says, oh, well, that's embarrassing, but, well, before I circle back to you, I suppose I can still return Fathom Sight to him. That seems fair, oh. right? Oh, no, 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 hold on, we're a package deal here. <laughs> Fathom's like, what are you doing? Uh, we still need you. No, 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 wait, yes, okay, uh, I think I have something, the jellyfish goes on. Not a way home, but a way to a way home. Uh, no time to explain. Hold on tight. Thank you for your teachings. I'll cherish them always. Good luck. And the tendril coils around you again, pulsating purple and blue double time. And with a watery pop, you vanish from the lion's mouth hold. The tepid waters are suddenly colder, and the bright blues of the waters of the kelp forest have muted into grayer tones. The kelp forest is long gone. You look around and there are no landmarks, save for the ever-present, impossibly huge and distant cluster of specks of light. It's unclear how far you were teleported, but considering that those specks of light appear to have shifted in size and proximity to each other relative to your position, it's probably safe to assume the distance traveled is vast. On a material plane scale, maybe another part of a solar system in distance. Jeez. Uh, considering the urgency with which you were sent away, you may have been expecting something obvious to point you where to go, but nothing seems to jump out at you. Nothing except, perhaps, a large swift current meandering eternally into the distance, visible as a coiling vortex of slightly darker water, still a ways off from your current location. Uh, shall I assume you head to the current? Uh, yeah. All right. Uh, well, it takes you a few hours, but you eventually reach the current, slicing through these colder waters. Uh, picture like the the East Australian Current from Finding Nemo. Everybody here seen Finding Nemo, right? All right. <laughs> He's good. We're not that old yet. But wait, raise your hand if you're younger than Finding Nemo. Good lord, it's twenty <laughs> years old now. I think. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Late hand. Jesus Christ. <laughs> anyway uh, it looks like the East Australian Current uh, you've gained the favor of a galaxy sized jellyfish and that favor has brought you you're not sure where but you carry with you the promise that it's one step closer to returning home your alliance with Fathom remains but it's certainly not unbreakable uh, but that's a concern for later for now you speed onward toward your next adventure in the plane of water where hopefully and finally find your path home. And that concludes our adventure. Thank you very much. You guys were a lovely audience. <laughs> uh, thank you guys. It's our pleasure. Thanks for having thank us. Thank you for the invite, honestly. This, yeah. is, this is a lot of fun. Yep. Uh, you want to, well, we're uh, breaking down. Uh, I mean... You guys are free to leave, I guess, but... Uh, <laughs> no, you must all stay. <laughs> no. Hold you captive. The bell doesn't dismiss you. I dismiss you. <laughs> if anyone had any questions for us, we'd be uh, certainly happy to to be part of a Q&A. Yes. Oh, I, that's not a question for me. I have no idea. Yeah, uh, I say we do most things through PDF. Yeah, um, that that sounds like a Talbot question. Yeah, if anybody knows. Um, it's I'd, all if, based on what you want out of the game. Are you looking for like 
oh, I could just break this out because it's straightforward and, you know, a crowd pleaser? Or are you like, man, I really want a really good obscure game where it'll take me like 12 days to finish making a character? Okay. Let's say if you want a game that takes forever to make a character, um, GURPS is your answer. Yeah. So, so GURPS for sure. Um, there's there's a game called Wraith, uh, and that's literally like it would take you hours to make a character. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, you should just go get the first edition D and D books then. Yeah. Um, if you're looking for like just bragging rights, if you can find the old uh, A D and D books, are typically status symbols at this point. Um, sure, sure. Um, if you're looking for I would recommend getting things that are system agnostic. If you're looking to, to physically bring people in and play games and really enjoy it the way it was originally intended, you know, everybody sit around a table. Uh, I would recommend getting like um, one of those like dry dry erase mats and um, those uh, dry erase markers that is like what Viz, Viza whatever. Yeah, the, the brand. Um, you, if you wanted to be fancy, you could get those crazy 3D, like, build a dungeon terrain. <laughs> Damn it. We need to up them. Uh, oh, nice. Oh, okay. Cool. That's uh, <laughs> great. Thanks for coming. Uh, before you guys all filter out, we brought a few things to, just to give out to people that, that want them. So, Were there any other questions? Yeah, well, any other questions here? Yes. Uh, uh, I've been playing since... As a group or individuals? As a group. Oh, uh, uh, three years now? No, longer than that. Uh, we well, well, part of the, like, I guess... As a podcast, podcast? We're coming up on the fourth year yep. of that, but we played about ten years together before we started doing the podcast. Yeah. We have... Uh, I'm before, sorry? Sorry, go ahead. Uh, so this is just like the second adventure of this like continuing thing. Like, like we did a live session uh, over the summer, and we just kind of started doing this, and so it's just kind of like this episodic thing. But it's based off of our Skull and Shackles campaign, which took I think two and a half years to complete. Yep. Yeah, about but we were maybe a year, maybe a year and a half into it, where this would have branched off and become its own thing. Yeah. yeah, this is yeah. a what if side quest yeah. that we do yeah. during live events. So, who would like a pack of cards or pins? We'll <laughs> throw pins at you. Those aren't just any cards; <laughs> they're inspiring incompetence cards. And we also have some pins if anyone would like one with our logo on it. Those aren't just any pins. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry. Not trying to throw stuff at you. <laughs> <laughs> They got a nice little plastic cover on them. Uh, we I think we only had the brought three. the three with us. Okay. Fight. Fight for them. <laughs> Blood sport. <laughs> for my amusement. Yeah. <laughs> Debate and then fight. Sure. 
As I said, you can take the, the Diet Coke that I happen to the <laughs> Yeah, we won't will. go to waste with this we guy. Will. Yeah, he loves yeah, thank Diet you. Coke. Yeah, we'll Wait, take I'm going to take a pen. My hat doesn't have a pen on it. I thought you had one. I do have one, but this hat doesn't have one. <laughs> You're not listening? Yeah. Or, thank you. Thank have you. a good day. Right. We safe to shut these off? Oh, yes. Thank you for that. Oh, my God. I need to So bad. Oh, I should change uh, this. So, I I, earlier I was talking to um, this 